This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. All right, hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamer Escapes Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusenex. Joining me today, we've got Zanidra, we've got Aldino, and we've got Rook. Also joining us today, we've got Shen and Crystal uh, from LunarCon. We're going to talk to them here in just a couple minutes uh, about the event that's coming up. Uh, but first, uh, we want to touch on some news. We wanted to try and get this in last week. Um, for those of you who have tuned into episode 200, we had a lot of stuff going on. So we didn't quite have enough time uh, to get to the news last week. Uh, but real quick, uh, just a couple things. Make It Rain campaign is going on right now. So if you want some MGP, now is the time to get it. There's some new uh, minigame things that you can get with your MGP from the campaign vendor. Uh, Moogle Claw and the, uh, I think it's the, the Mining uh, Botany uh, minigames as well. Mm. Um, so go ahead, pick those up. Uh, for those into PvP, Feast Season 20 has begun. Um, there's actually a lot of people, I'm surprised, there's, my feeds have yeah. been pretty pretty busy with people the doing Feast. really did it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has been pretty good. Chris Alshen, have either of you been uh, going in for any PvP? No. <laughs> <laughs> I fear That's it. all we were going to talk about today. Dang uh, it. Damn. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it, but unfortunately, uh, with time constraints and everything going on, I don't think I will be starting this season. Yeah, I heard you were busy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little something. I mean, we're going to talk about some, it. But... Some kind of event. A little busy. <laughs> a little. <laughs> Um, also, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, there was a listing on Amazon for, uh, what appears to be a Final Fantasy XIV cookbook. Mm. I'm so excited! You tweeted that, and I immediately pre-ordered it. There's nothing about it. It's like, this is the concept of a book that might happen, and I was like, take my money for it. I just, (laughs) I just, I want that Archon Loaf recipe. (laughs) Don't we all? That has to be in there. That the Ooh, Archon yeah. Loaf recipe has to be in there. Like fish meal that, bread the, the or fish, whatever. The fish yeah. bread. I need to know how sardines? to make it. Fish bread. I'm just, you could I'm, probably put sardines in it and it would be interesting. See, see, yeah. that's, that's, this, this is what I'm talking about. Who knows what could be in it? I need to know. This is the information. Endwalker, <laughs> the end of the Zodiac Heidelin storyline. Yeah, I mean, that's great. But like, what's an actual Archon Loaf? <laughs> I am going to be upset if a boiled egg isn't in that cookbook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We, well, some people don't know how to boil yeah. eggs. That's fair. I like, mean, boiling eggs was a mystery to me for years. I, mean, I had to yeah. ask my partner how to do it. They were like, why don't you ever make hard-boiled eggs? And I was like, because I'm afraid of them. I, I, I can't see them. They are something to be feared. I personally have ruined Easy Mac. So, I mean, the, the, these are the, the, the steps that I need to know. No, no, Fusion, you can't ruin Easy Mac. It colors terrible. Oh, you terrible. can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, but yeah, the uh, the listing. I think it's it's changed a little bit. Um, but like uh, farmers' breakfast is going to be in there. Uh, the Rollenberry, I think it was cheesecake, um, oh. was one of the things listed. Um, I, I've been hearing that there might be a slash eat pizza command that that got thrown into uh, one of the previous updates that we haven't seen yet. Mm. So, if you'd like to eat pizza, maybe this is this is how you eat pizza oh, by pizza buying a cookbook. Good, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about that before the show. Um, also, uh, Naoki Yoshida uh, twice this this past week uh, posted messages regarding server congestion 
Um, it's been it's been nuts. Um, NA has had you know ten plus minute queues sometimes. EU has had up to forty minute queues, which is just mm. absolutely insane. I love that you started with the ten minute queues. I was like, <laughs> ten minutes is fine, Ow, and then you're ten. thinking about the other. Yeah, like I haven't had any problems with this. I don't know about everybody else, but yeah. it's been like twenty people or something. But I've heard mm. people that have been waiting for ages. It's, I it's had, insane. yeah. I think um, yeah. Sunday after raid because I always go over to uh, everybody else in my in my raid group is on Genova, so I always go over to their FC house and we hang out as we queue in and stuff. Trying to get back to Gilgamesh, I actually just walked away from the computer. It took <laughs> hours. Wow. Hours. Did you get kicked out? No, this was this was right before they they had the thirty minute thing. Oh, okay. But it took oh, like I would like periodically just like come back in here. I'm like. Nope, still there. <laughs> like it's just I'm like what the hell? Like what happened? That's crazy. Uh, I insane. couldn't even imagine that on Crystal. Like no. I'm glad yeah. I was kind of done playing <laughs> for the day because that would have yeah. been. It's like I just want to check my retainers. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. So so right now they've uh, increased the simultaneous logging caps uh, for both NA and EU. Um, NA's was I believe it was like 750 per world. EU's was 600. Uh, because NA has had a hardware update, I guess, recently. So that lets mm -hmm. them uh, bump that cap up a little more. Um, and then EU, they worked some magic and, and somehow was, were still able to increase that by, by quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the, the AFK thing now, if you're, if you're AFK for more than 30 minutes, it boots you. Um, you know, players are, it's, it's crazy. So they, there was just like this initial post, right? She was like, I'm so sorry, people. This is this is why I love the dev team. She's like, I'm right. so sorry that you can't log into the game right now. I am so sorry that we are ha like having so many players log in right now that it's just it's crazy to, to log in. Um, they talked about, um, you know, like, oh, we need to we need to try. You know, we were talking about expanding servers and adding worlds and stuff like 7.0 onward. But uh, we're going to reevaluate that now. Mm -hmm. But with the semiconductor shortage right now, it's so hard to get the hardware. Plus, with COVID, they can't travel to the physical data centers to set up. We heard about that a little bit with uh, the Oceana right. servers. They've been doing all that remotely. Um, and then he's like, yeah, so like we we looked into like paying more than like retail for hardware. But that we still couldn't get the hardware. Um we have employees Which that are looking into like generous soul. vaccine right. vaccine passports. Like we're not going to make them do it, mm -hmm. but some are doing that so they can get to these locations and, and work on like, it's just, in, it's insane. And then he follows up later after they were able to increase the EU cap. Um, and he's been hearing things of like players being like, Oh, I won't like log in and dance in Limsa anymore. Right. Or I won't like log in and just like watch the game while I eat or something. And he's like, no, 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 no. Please keep doing that. We don't want you to not have fun. I, I love this guy. Like, it's just, yes. it's insane. With some of the other stuff that's been coming out this week about particular <sighs> companies and MMOs, having a message like this, it's it's like, oh, it's so refreshing to see. This is it's, why I love 14. Coming from an MMO um, that's doesn't really care and cares more about monetary gain, um, as most free MMOs do. Um, I think when it comes to the Final Fantasy XIV aspect, I think we're all a little bit spoiled. <laughs> yes, I feel very spoiled Absolutely. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for news. So some of that we, we wanted to get to last week, but uh, last week was a little bit of a crazy episode. If you haven't checked it out, episode 200 last week, we had nine guests on. Um, I... I became a, a guest uh, in and out like master. I don't know what, what term 
is for that. But then uh, we're planning this week's episode, and Rook's like, "Yeah, let's just do that again." You, like you, you did fine last week. We'll just, we'll just. Fusion comes she's through not, last. She's act. not wrong. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're doing great. Fusion got through last episode and was like, "I made it through the great 200th episode war." And I've I was taken like, "Hey, five Fusion. years off my life, but we did it." <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm for the first half, we'll we'll be talking to, to Shen and Crystal here about LunarCon. Uh, for the second half, we'll bring on Escalia, uh, and we're going to talk about content creation. So, uh, you know, stick around for that. So without any more delays here, let's get into LunarCon. Shen and Crystal, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. So let's just, let's ask the Finally, big... we get to say welcome. Welcome. I know. I'm so happy to have you. Let's, let's get the giant question out of the way what is LunarCon? what be this do you want to crystal or should I? it was your idea so you go <laughs> all right so LunarCon is a in-game well planned to be in-game which had to be a little bit put forward towards a discord because of the amount of hype that we had um it is an online convention that came from the idea and the unfortunate news that FanFest was canceled. Um, and many people who wanted to go could no longer do it. Um, I was one of those people. I was supposed to meet a bunch of my friends there uh, and couldn't. Um, Same. Pandemic like caused a lot of things to fall through and a lot of people were very upset. And um, I was a big person. I loved, I love to go to cons because I live in Germany and I have absolutely nothing around me. Mm. So I would, I would <laughs> often go out of country to go to cons and it's like one of my most precious memories. So when that fell through, I was devastated. <laughs> and mm. the idea was, it actually came from inspiration. I can't say it was 100% an original idea. Um, there was a con, I think, in Aether that happened that gave me a jump to create something that's much bigger than what we've been doing. Because um, usually we would make like little events in Christmas or in, um, in Easter, Halloween, where we would do like a costume contest and let people join in. Um, and I was like, I want to go bigger. I want to do something that's cooler. And so we decided <laughs> and we decided to go with a convention. Um, it wasn't supposed to be on a website at first. That came out of left field. <laughs> we were going right. to just make a card for it uh, to invite people. And now we're here. So uh, LunarCon is an online convention for an any sort of fan, if you just got into 14, if you've been a long time 14 fan, if, you, if you're just curious and know nothing about 14, we welcome literally everyone because it is a celebration for the end of Shadowbringers coming end Walker, which everyone is excited for. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we're a little, like, maybe small amount of hyped for it. <laughs> really yeah, tiny you know, amount. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly amazing. I mean, it's it's been incredible even just seeing how this has all unfolded. I mean, I remember hearing about it initially and seeing it on either of your feeds, and then I was looking at the website, and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. And then, like, to <laughs> being asked to... <laughs> It's incredible to be asked to be one of the guests and just seeing what you have both done with this. It's, I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, Crystal, how did you get involved? Were you like right off the get-go? You know, Shen's like, please help, please. And you were like, let's do it. It really does feel like that. <laughs> so Shen came to me like three months ago. I was, we were in voice chat in our server and uh, it came up and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So you guys are talking about this LunarCon idea. And I was like totally out of the loop for a couple, for like the first two weeks. 
And then Shen explained to me the entire premise and like what she wanted to achieve. And I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) I took a step back and I was like, oh girl, you're going to need help. (laughs) So so I just like put my foot in there and I'm like, you're going to need help. So I just like immediately like starting three months ago when the idea came up, I, I just like inserted myself into being like, okay, so I'm going to help you run this whole thing. Yep. <laughs> He's been doing insane amount of work without her. This wouldn't be nearly anywhere close what it is right now. Uh, I mentioned, well, uh, we, but yeah, we've been doing, the team has been doing what we can. It's just like, uh, from like a very small idea. And we thought like, it was only going to initially be like maybe 500 people maximum to this. Yeah. It was just nope. like, <laughs> <laughs> not what we were expecting <laughs> God. and there's still there's still a lot of worries when it comes to um well the amount of interest that we had because as we know uh with the growth of 14 right now and a lot of mm. people playing especially also with player and housing limits we are very worried <laughs> it yeah. is still something that we have unfortunately no control over I mean, the great thing is, though, is that you have so many different things lined up, you know, I mean, it's like, even if somebody tries to go to something and there's some kind of issue or they can't instance into a house or things like that, there are Mm -hmm. so many other places. And Mm -hmm. even just seeing people be able to like gather and talk and like you were saying, get to spend time with their friends in a way that feels a little bit more like this is a special time as opposed to just what we do every day. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, kind exactly. of like a real convention, too, because if you want to go to a certain, like, venue hall thing to see a certain whatever, that fills up. It <laughs> happens. <laughs> and, like, I, I think... Before, it yeah. very much yeah. like a real convention in that sense. Like, if it fills up, oh, well, then I go to this other thing. Right. There's yeah. always, like, a lot of things happening at the same time. You pick and choose what you want to do. And you may yeah. love that thing. You I know, mean, you especially... never yeah. wanted to go to it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. Yeah, it's all good. Especially we do it all we, the time. If yeah, you guys don't worry feel like you it. want to talk over us, do it. Do it. I didn't do mean it. to. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> no, do it. Do it. You're the guest. No. Trample right on us. It's good. We like it. No. Step right on Aldia. No, just go right yeah. over. But like um, <laughs> most of the idea came also from like, because there is a convention here in Germany, which is like one of the biggest convention, which is called Kunichi. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going there like three years for three years. And you'd never really went to go to like the panels and stuff because they had like this really huge venue that is outside that anybody could go to without paying anything and it was like a really big garden where a ton of cosplayers and people just hung out and it's like the most magical experience and i hope that we can do that as well with LunarCon because even if the housing areas fill up we have a lot of uh fail safe places where people can go to meet up and I've seen a lot of people already talk about making cosplay meetups, which is insane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah. You said garden, and my brain immediately went, ah, cosplayers. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's where they flourish and grow and can get sunlight. Yeah, gardens and gazebos. Is there a gazebo? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gazebo. my God. <laughs> Famous gazebo. What is a what is a con without a gazebo? <laughs> Everyone does their <laughs> cosplay. If you don't have a gazebo, are you even a real con? I... <laughs> no. Wait, Shen, do we have and a they, gazebo? Uh, we can make it work. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. need them in game <laughs> now, you guys. Real You're quick, fine. you can just you have like, a line of gazebos. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> like Here, three we have a- flow houses that are gazebo <laughs> specific. Yeah, like with all with different colors, so people can pick. Yeah. Match your costume. <laughs> oh man. 
It's going to be perfect. <laughs> we'll work on I that. Love it. Yes. Looking forward to Gazebo Con. It's going to be Hopefully great. Yeah, it'll be great. Attack anybody. <laughs> so, so What's with with uh, you know, we, we talked about you know the, the the idea of you know crashing the wards. I know that's a thing that Sly always wants to to try and do when he does his big uh, bashes. Yeah. Um, so what yeah, what kind of uh, events do you do you have set up for Lunar Con? Where are they taking place? How you know how spread out are they? Ooh, um, Crystal, you're gonna have to help me with this one. We have a few. We have we have a schedule already lined up. Let me just quickly. Bring mm. it up. We have it on our handy dandy website. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, uh, yeah most of uh, the the biggest thing that I would say is our performances. Um, we have uh, three specific performances: one by Technical Step, then Moogle Troop, and uh, Salazio Virtual Theater, who have pulled all the stops to make something incredibly special for our con, which I cannot I. I am mind boggled. <laughs> the stuff yeah. that I'm hearing from them is insane. And I'm really excited to not only show it to people because um, especially technical step, um, what I want to do with this con is also give, give people a name out there so people can see and realize what can be done in Final Fantasy 14 because you would never think you could do an entire theater play in 14 and make it work, that is insane. <laughs> or an entire dance show, nobody would ever think about that until they see it. And um, we thought that maybe that people could see it and get inspired and maybe do their own thing or attend more things like that because Final Fantasy XIV has so many things you can do. And uh, it is limited, it is not, uh, wait, how do you say that in English? It is not limited by your imagination. Is that how you say yeah. that? Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then obviously we have like contests. We have a bunch of prizes to give away. Um, and we've already gotten a few uh, entries along with the Artist Alley. Oh, everything's just so massive. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, we tried to do as much as we could to make it like a real con yeah. feel. Right, so yeah. like there's tournaments. We have the the feast tournament that Brian Ricardo is doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then with a, with a, along with all the contests and the dance performances, we also have the dance nights, which I'm thoroughly yeah. excited right. for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just everything is I'm excited for everything, even though it's like it's nerve wracking for me personally, because I'll be the camera for most of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried of doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I was looking at the schedule and you were talking about making it feel like a, you know, in-person real convention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, day two, I'm looking at the end of it and I'm like, that would be when the masquerade, right? The skit contest is right then. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's, <laughs> that's what amazing. we tried to do. Like a masquerade is when you have all of those mm -hmm. contests at entries announced. Mm -hmm. So we tried, I tried to like line it up in the yeah. schedule to be like yeah. that real contest. so cool. I love too. I was seeing some of the artists that were talking about even getting involved with Artist Alley. And Shen, I know you do a lot of art yourself, yeah. um, which always brings a smile to my face whenever I see it. Uh, but <laughs> like the artists have been talking about, you know, even having I don't know special prints they're going to be offering during the time if you yeah. can visit them, or you know, some people are even doing like sketches at their booths, mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. Where if you go and you're curious, because I know when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, one of my favorite things is always browsing Artist Alley, mm -hmm. and I like seeing what everybody has and like finding unique little merch or you know interesting things. Things. And we have so many creators in the community that are just incredibly good, incredibly yeah. talented, incredibly passionate 
uh, artists and or, you know, creators of various merchant things. So if you're curious about how that translates for anybody who might be listening or watching um, to like an in-game venue, the artists have been getting so creative with it. I mean, it's going to be really neat to still be able to go and browse and talk to them about their work and maybe Mm -hmm. even get some art done of your character, depending on the artist in their booth. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, we kind of like half scrap the in-game booth because um oh, oh sorry update Please no no go ahead. it's fine no it's it's fine <laughs> it's, it's fine um we we said it was going to be just a visual thing that we're going to be offering because a lot of artists just want to be there to show off their art to showcase their stuff um not specifically to sell stuff because it's a little bit a little bit um how do you Walks call the it? line yeah no, that's true that's, that's true you're not allowed to sell stuff um, for gill yeah. No, not for Gil, or we're yeah. not allowed to, at least on the website, allowed to connect the 14 logo and their uh, assets with monetary gain, which is why we made a workaround um, that they can do it in the Discord, because it has nothing to do with the website, and um, we obviously do not expect artists to work for free. We do not want that at all. That is too, too rough and too unfair um, so we decided that we're going to make the artist alley accessible for uh, artists where they can plug themselves, put in their merch list, their Etsy's, whatever they want to sell, and let people decide who they want to contact and if they want to accept commissions and stuff, just so it's distanced from Final Fantasy's TOS. And so nobody gets in trouble. And it's yeah. it's been kind of hard because it's been, uh, it's, it's been really hard because a lot of people misunderstood our intentions um, when all we really want to do is protect the artists while also making sure that they uh, don't get in trouble through uh, the R- RTM and TOS guidelines from Final Fantasy 14. And this is no. the workaround that we found. That's mass mm-hmm. like the, hearing you say all of that, that makes absolute sense. I mean, mm-hmm. we even know that, you know, certain creators, if, you know, their mm-hmm. merch gets big enough. I mean, a big one that comes to mind, and I love these earrings still, but there were these fantastic mm-hmm. Aetherite earrings that were made. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But it's always difficult, I know, for the company because, um, you know, like they love fan creations and they honestly really love that people do it. But there's always that difficulty as well when you're dealing with an actual game and a brand and a yes. larger company behind yeah. it, mm-hmm. where it's never the kind of thing where, I mean, yeah, anybody wants to villainize it or even the game itself, you know, or the creators probably, mm-hmm. you know, they don't dislike that people are doing this. But if it gets to a certain point where it doesn't fringe upon their own policies, yeah. um, it's way better to be safe and like not have your stuff <laughs> taken down or like, you know, it's so, mm-hmm, so, sure. so much better. Yeah. Which is why stuff being worked commission-wise is a much better thing than setting up a shop and selling a certain amount. Um, But yeah, um, with the artist Ali in mind, a lot of people were very, very excited. And I think that's really, really cute because I've been working day and night to message artists because um, at first we thought it was going to be like a small artist Ali. We were going to have like, I don't know, 30 artists. Um, And then we checked... Um, our application form, and we had over a hundred and thirty applications wow. from artists alone. <laughs> there were a few dupes, so I am a little bit over exaggerating, but that's still the final amount of applications we had, and it's. it's yeah, I wonder if you could get like any Guinness uh, book records. Like, yeah, I know yeah, it's not in person for it. <laughs> Right. So you're like, hey, this is a convention, and I have the most artist alley applications ever. Put me in the book. <laughs> I don't I guess. know if that's a thing because, uh, like, um, in life, uh, conventions have like over 
a hundred artists just tabling themselves. So I don't think we're we're like close. Maybe for a first year con because uh, first year or, online first convention, year. new records. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Be as specific as possible. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But I think that just goes to show, like, how much there is a demand for this, like, for a bandmate to mention Final Fantasy XIV. I think in retrospect, after doing all of this for the past couple months, it's really made me realize how much it's needed. Because we only get FanFest every other year, right? Mm -hmm. And Final Fantasy XIV has grown so much. So I look back and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that we're, like, going through all the effort to do this because I really feel like it's something that is needed in the community to celebrate more of the game every year. It's yeah, it's also like many people have been expressing how special this idea for many is because um, like I said earlier, a lot of people's plans got completely botched because of Corona and um, to see people have a different outlet and excitement where they don't have to pay anything. Um, because this is completely free. There is no monetary gain whatsoever. We're doing this out of our own time, out of our own pockets, the prizes especially. Um, And we just want this to be a fun experience for people, and hopefully we can repeat it next year. That is our goal. Yeah. I think think that's awesome. I mean, especially, you know, this this past year with, with everything that's been going on, you know, that idea of like fan fest was, you know, I mean, for me personally, like I measure my year in like the the cons that I go to. I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, we have like PAX yeah. coming up September, August. We've got mm-hmm. E3. We've got maybe a PAX East in there. There's TGS yeah. that I'll cover. There's game, like, all these things. And that's like how I like measure time. And so to not have any of that, you know, the last like year and a half has been really just weird. You know, yeah, it's like it's what, what even I don't even know what the date is. Like, what is <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. yeah, to see to see something like this, I think it's it's awesome, and I it's great to see how how it's just taken off like this. I think you know it's yeah. it's one of those things, right? Yoshida, you know, is going through a very similar thing right now. He's like, we're gonna have this MMO, we're gonna get some people playing, it's gonna be great, and then like a million other people show up, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. we're going to get new servers, but we're going to get them faster now. Maybe <laughs> we're going to try our best. Poor little Yoshi P. They're like, oh, we got this in the bag. We know what we're going to do. And then it gets destroyed because it just blew up. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like the research they already do in understanding like generally what the influx of players they're anticipating, what server loads and all this stuff they're going to need. And then they're like, OK, cool. I think we've got it handled. So we're going to create these new data centers and we're going to take that on beforehand. And then they're sitting there like, hold the di- hold up. the digital copy sold out? the digital copy sold out in the store oh oh but it's like trying to deal it, with this it reminds I mean, me yeah they yeah. had the the 11 free trials uh like mm-hmm. sold out on their store when ninja was like yeah i'm playing 11 again yeah even though he was right. playing on like a private server everybody was like oh they got a free trial and it was and it's gone yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah. well go ahead go ahead go ahead no it just shows how how like um not to toot a horn here, but like it really shows what kind of influence content creators also have on mm. on the influx of games and especially positive ones most of the time. It's really cool to see. Yeah, Definitely. It's been really cool to witness. Right. Especially in MMOs, because like you were both saying, I mean, MMOs are a really special thing where communities like you spend years getting to know people you Mm. journey with people you adventure with people you make friends i mean you can literally measure your life in correlation to the years you've played this game and the things that you've done in it or the events surrounding it which is just 
such a special thing that we don't always see with every other mm -hmm. genre of game, although they can also be really important in their mm -hmm. own way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So for MMOs in particular, having these social things and seeing how the convention has blown up, you know, it is so funny because you're right. We only get fan fest every other year, unless you're doing like the tour where you're able to fly to every country that does it as you <laughs> right. rotate. It's so funny because the community is constantly saying, we want more. We want yes. more fan gatherings. Mm -hmm. We want more to do together because we love this game and we love you know, each other in a lot of ways. So I'm so glad because doing this, I'm sure has been daunting, massively daunting. Oh right. my gosh. But at the same time, it rewarding. is something where, yeah, it's rewarding. Yeah. It, it, I think we definitely need it because now with the influx of players, the next fan fest, trying to get tickets for that, no matter oh where gosh. it's going to be. Yeah. It's gonna be insane. We need this other outlet. And right? we were where, we were already yeah. this past year where they're like, oh yeah, right. so we're moving from from Vegas to the San Diego Convention Center. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I mean that's that's the kind of demand that they were seeing in, yeah. in NA. And it, is that gonna like how they're gonna have to you know open up a couple more halls at the you know at San Diego now for you know, for the next time around or something because it's a just people mentioned they maybe they could just use one in Anaheim. There's one that I don't know. And maybe a lot of people might want uh, that, not want to go to anymore. So you know, ooh, it's <laughs> <laughs> a big convention center in well, Anaheim. You know, I can make, remember make outfits to put on those statues out front that are fourteen ooh, outfits instead. There you go. The, the <laughs> first, the first okay, uh, like eleven that. based fan fest I went to. It was the second uh, eleven fan fest. It was in the hotel next to the Anaheim Convention Center. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God! It was the weirdest thing going to BlizzCon for the first time a few years back, and like just looking at the hotel next door, like, oh yeah, I remember that place. <laughs> we had we had like oh, yeah. one ballroom, and then across from us was like a bodybuilding convention. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting wow. seeing the different like sizes of cons because I remember way back uh, when I went to. Um, I think it was Florida, mm. way back. I, I, I honestly can't remember it, but I went to a very small con that was also just in a hotel building. And then, like, mm. a little bit later, we went to Comic-Con, and the, the difference yeah. is ginormous. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But they both have their own charm, which is what I love. Yeah. Like, I, I always tell mm. people, like, if you, you know, can't afford to go to a big convention, and even outside of that, like... There's something different about small conventions mm -hmm. that are a labor of love, like where people yeah. and communities and fan groups are more directly involved. I mean, even like, I mean, obviously LunarCon is, is really growing, but like even in this kind of space to have creators and players that are so directly connected to it and hands on with it that love the game. That's so it, it just lends this different magic. And then going to those big conventions, it's great because there are there's just a lot more money behind right. them, to be honest, and corporations yeah. and all sorts of things where you're going to see big names and there's going to be like, you know, big talent. But it's just different. You know, mm. either size can really still bring something special. It's just that, you know, what's involved and who's involved mm. is usually a little yeah. bit different. Mm. Yeah. 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 So uh, out of everything happening in LunarCon, a really fast last one that I want to tack on. What are you both most excited about? Dance nights. It's <laughs> already said. Didn't even have to think about Nothing it. Nothing going Just... wrong. <laughs> I'm really excited. I mean, we haven't had like to... for a year. I haven't danced to Sandstorm in a year. What oh is my happening? god! Right. <laughs> um, please, when it comes, please yeah. explain to us how a dance night is going to work. Just in case nobody's clear. Yeah, for people that haven't attended, there these happen all the time. Like literally every weekend across every server, there's always like some club rave dance night going yeah. on. 
they're really popular in game. And I went to my first one like a few months ago and I was amazed because I didn't know this whole scene existed in the mm -hmm, game. Yeah. It's incredible. So I'm really happy that we have it at the con. But yeah, basically you just have a plot in the house. You go and you party all night long and you listen to a live DJ. So on yeah, Friday, we're going to oh have Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. He's going to mm -hmm. do his uh, yeah. 70s, 80s uh, city pop Japan tunes. I love it. It's so yes. classic and like I love his vibe so much. And then on Saturday, we have uh, Shion Fox, who's like an up and coming live DJ. So like mm -hmm. Shion does uh, literally live DJing on his stream. So it, her stream yeah. is really, really, really cool. Awesome. So uh, I'm really excited to have her along as well. So yeah. Uh, it's just really cool having like the the mix of an in-game venue and dancing with those people, but also having the external music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of people write it often very off because it's mostly associated with the RP scene. And a lot of people are very worried to approach that scene when obviously there is so much more attached to it than just the RP aspect. Um, a lot of people look for that socialization where they can meet people and be with people. Um, and especially also art parties. I don't know if many have heard what art parties are, but yeah. art parties have grown in popularity recently where people just are like, hey, we're hosting an art party here. You can come here and people can just draw each other and just be excited and hang out. And the same is with like rave parties. I was amazed when I watched like a uh, when I went to one of these venues and they were just playing live music I was mind-boggled it it's was so insane cool. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool yeah we you know we don't have any role players here not a single no, no, one no 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 we have several very proud role players here myself included but People do, you're right. People will sometimes kind of be like, oh, that's probably not for something, like something for me. And yeah, it's so fun. Like, it's so fun. You don't have to feel like there's any expectations. So many venues will let you just do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. I had some friends that are not role players who went to this club that they heard of <laughs> where you can rent rooms and you can do, oh, what's the one where you do like um, your hand on the color circles and then you Twister. like- you Twister, Twister. Yeah. where Twister. you can role play Twister. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I have and I mean, so they, many questions. Oh, <laughs> I would be so glad to provide answers at a different time. But like, they are not role players. They, you know, they have no interest in that. But they had a night that was more memorable to them than almost anything they'd ever done right. in game. And like to yeah. this day, they still talk about it, and it was so fun. So yeah, definitely check it out because yeah, you're kind right. of a it's kind of a safe way to get out of your comfort zone yeah. because it's mm -hmm. it's yeah. healthy and important to get out of your comfort zone but a lot of people feel anxious about it so this yeah, is sort was, of like a safe way to do that yeah i was I think, exactly yeah. one of those people because i'm not big into rp but i've always like wanted to do it more mm -hmm. actually i'm like really interested in it but these like attending dances has been like a really good middle ground like to yeah. do like a soft way of getting into it it's really mm -hmm. i've enjoyed the experience so much as not additionally rpr if you're if you want to go and you don't want to RP, RPers aren't gonna make you RP. They're yeah, not gonna be no. like you have to RP with us. They're gonna yeah. leave you alone. You're like ah, oh, yeah. sorry, I'm not RPing right now. Okay, sorry, bye. That's yeah, it. it's really it's super I, chill. Yeah. So I felt I feel like really comfortable. Mm. I, I also think the stereotype needs to be destroyed where when you hear of RP, it's often connected to adult stuff, mm -hmm. which I think is very yeah, no. wrong and very unfair yeah. towards the genre of, of fun that people have. Because most RP that I've seen is just people being in character and enjoying being in character. It's I've done it a few times. It's 
fantastic. It's so yeah. it's so refreshing, really. <laughs> RP is just you know loving the the world, the lore so yeah. much to want to integrate into it in a way to me. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's really what our, you know role playing is. That's what we do anyway with the characters. You're picking, yeah. you know, the dialogue options. You know, we were just talking last week with people like, why do you pick the dialogue options that you do? Is it RP? Is it yourself? Like, is it just because it was funny? You know, that you're RPing. It's a role-playing game. It's fine. Yeah. I also feel like a better way to make people realize what RP is, is by saying role-playing. You're already doing role-playing. Right. If you're playing D and D, it's literally Absolutely. the same thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I yeah, feel also... a lot of people forget that. <laughs> mm -hmm. MMO RP, geez, <laughs> RP, Whoa, it's right in the thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! This... Whoa, it's in Who the knew? title. It's been there Are this whole right? time. It's <laughs> There's been doing it, sorry. MMO the whole time? Ah! <laughs> oh. It's like Planet of the Apes, you come out and it's like, oh no, RP all the time. <laughs> what is this? It's been RP all along. The Statue of Liberty has cat ears now. It's like, yep. it's like that moon meme. It's like, wait, it's all RP always has. Yes, always yes, has yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and I think too, right, from the cause I, like yes, I D and D, right? We do we do first yeah. edition here every every so often when we can't think of anything else to talk about. But and um and, and and that too. But um you know, like I, I don't really RP a lot in the game, but like I'll I'll hang out with uh with Sly when he does his stuff with with uh you know Allure and it it was funny. I remember the last time uh me and Rook were, were both hanging out. Um and uh it was funny because we 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 don't have like main characters on primal so we had some some boosted characters and we're just kind of there so we don't have like a million emotes right and i was just like my hot bar cuz you know right is a different character my all my hot bar was i made a dance macro that just repeated dance so i could just like <laughs> hit it and it would just dance for like i don't know 30 seconds it would just like dance wait you know a little bit dance again <laughs> and I, I sent this over to her i'm like hey i think this might be like the best thing ever <laughs> You literally <laughs> saved my life because I was sitting there while also raiding in Guild Wars 2, having <laughs> to tap into the other game and manually re-enter backslash dance every single time. I think I got us killed like twice. And then you sent me this macro and I was like, oh, Fusion, this is the greatest gift anyone's ever given stress. to me. Right Next level. Uh, that's the uptime stress. Sorry, sorry, guys. I was dancing in a different game. <laughs> sorry, I had to be immersed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So if you were there that night just, while we were all dancing and partying, and you were well, like, "Why is Rook just standing idle for like 15 minutes?" Because I was having there, to try to actually beat yeah. the boss. Are there dances that repeat themselves by themselves. There are. Yes, but there here's are. the problem. Yes, we were on baby alts. <laughs> like we like we have yeah. nothing. Oh, I had the realization. Good. I was like, I should have bought. I should have bought one of the dance emotes before we came in here. But <laughs> because I was already raiding, I couldn't just go on Mog Station, and I didn't want to lose my place in the house if I stepped out and then it filled up. So I, was I, just, I, I, I have an <laughs> embarrassing thing that I have to admit. Whenever I make an alt, I always go to Mog Station and get at least one dance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not embarrassing. This is Square a safe would space. make a killing. I think. <laughs> yeah. if if, if they sold like a basic emotes package, oh, I, yeah. I think they, they oh, would yeah. make so much money off of that. Square, yeah. if you're listening, there's free idea. Just go ahead, yeah. you know, send me a code for one if you make it. Um, <laughs> huh. 
But that won't be a problem soon. We'll just be able yeah. to hop to the other That's true. super set. Exactly. Yeah. Let this be let this be a lesson for those of you planning to go to LunarCon and try out your dance moves. Get yourself a repeating dance emote. Even if it's just the ballroom dance emote. Get at least one. Buy it or get it in game. Then use that to save yourself so much agony. But 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 then also Shake make sure to up. hit your keyboard at least once every twenty nine minutes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So that you don't get booted. Minutes, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um so we, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the uh, events that uh, will we'll be at LunarCon. Um, you have quite a big guest roster, too. Uh, yes. Who are some of the people mm. that are, are showing up, and what are they doing? Yeah. It is a big guest <laughs> roster. It's a big... It, we, it's, it's a lot of people. We, we really right. didn't... Again, it's so many people have been getting involved that we didn't actually think would. Um, mm. And it's just... <laughs> I mean... If you if you look at the feet, wait, hold on, let me quickly open a tab because even I can't remember how many people there. Like we have Denmo, we have uh, Brian, we have Llama Todd, we have Mr. Happy, Larry. Literally, so many people that are just very prevalent in the community that want to be part of it. And I think that's really, really cool because um, I think a big thing that people also like in conventions is being closer or at least being able to see people that they watch on a regular. And um, <laughs> especially like from, from my view, seeing so many people being willing to join our event, may it be even just for a day, already means so much to us because it means that they want to be engaged with what we're creating and it feels it makes us feel like what we're putting time in is being valued and not being written off um, as just some, uh, not to sound mean, but some haphazard attempt at something. <laughs> <It's, Right. laughs> there is obviously anxiety that comes with it since it's our first time doing it. Um, we're not expecting it to be perfect, but we do want people to have fun. And that's the priority that is there for us right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, both of you being there is amazing, one, but uh, thank you. <laughs> thank I you also. I won't even be there, really, because I'm a camera. <laughs> well, you know, you are there, you are contributing. You did all the work up to it. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, both of you, so much that you've done in this. And thank you again. I mean, I'm very excited to attend as well and uh, be there alongside everyone. It's going to be amazing. And I'm sure our whole team's probably going to try and pop in wherever they can. So oh, it'll be a great so time. <laughs> Hey, um, so uh, when is LunarCon taking place? Where is it at? How can people uh, attend? All right, so um, we have a Discord where most of it is prevalent. You can find it on the website lunarcon.net. Um, most informations are on. Uh, most information is going to be on the website along with housing plots. Um, and uh, oh my god, I lost myself immediately. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've never really done this. In a you are nailing it. You're doing so good. <laughs> I'm like sitting here, like thinking that you guys can see me when doing hands. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a camera right now. Um, but yeah, uh, most of it will be taking uh, will be on the Discord, and we highly encourage people who want to to also stream it or be taking part or do whatever they want when it comes to the con because it's it's an open event. We want everybody to enjoy what they what they want to do, what they want to. Um, if they wish to stream it, they can. There is no limitations or anything. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the right now the most 
the biggest area is going to be our FC ward, which I don't know the top of my head right now. I always have to look it up. Um, but most of it will be on Crystal Brynhildr. It is in, yes, it is in the goblet. Plot Boy something, three. ward something. <laughs> it's on the website. Um, yeah, Go look at the website. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on the website. <laughs> We're going to even have like little maps pointing to which Aetherite you're going to have to go to. Uh, we're going to make it very easy and visual for people who want to get there as fast as possible. Um, and yeah, we're going to have different venues, even on different servers that people are actually lending to us, uh, which I think is insane. <laughs> so thank you to those people. Um, mm -hmm. And we also will have small venues, uh, especially one that I'm also really excited for. It's a small plot where uh, that's going to be made cafe themed, where people can go and hang out and RP. Um, it's also connected to the beach, so we're going to hold a beach party there and stuff. It's going to be cool. I'm I'm Excellent. thoroughly looking forward to it. That's awesome. Um, mm. All right, is there anything else uh, that we want to? Make sure we mention here I mean, about LunarCon. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. LunarCon, but also just both of you. Where can people find you and your right. content and your creations on the internet? Oh. <laughs> Crystal, you can start. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess apart from LunarCon, I'm uh, Crystal and I stream on Twitch and I make YouTube content. Uh, I have been playing Final Fantasy 14 for like four years now. I haven't really played or streamed it much the past year. I used to main it, but now I've done more variety stuff. But I still am very, like, I, I love Final Fantasy XIV with all my heart. So, uh, and I played it in my off time. But yeah, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all Crystal. And Shen. Um, yeah, you can find me mostly on Twitch. I am primarily a streamer, uh, second YouTuber. Um, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, TV slash Shenpai, um, Twitter at AeroViro and, Sh and, Sh and AeroViro also on YouTube. I'm sorry for it being so confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I also stream Final Fantasy from time to time. I'm also just like Crystal, a variety streamer. Um, I've been doing a lot of Dark Souls lately <laughs> that I've been trotting through. Cool. Um, but um, yeah, Final Fantasy, I've, I've started shortly before... Um, Shadowbringers came out. I started in the middle of Stormblood um, and have been playing nonstop since. And it's uh, everybody keeps making fun of me for it because when I uh, the first time I saw f of Final Fantasy XIV was during E3, actually. And <laughs> I made a joke that, oh, this looks cool. I'll never have time for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and now I've been playing it for two years. Jokes on you! All your so times in I, it now. Yeah, exactly. I've been Aww. bamboozled, <laughs> and I want. Uh, I'm a big advocate for getting people into the game. Um, right. I'm a big advocate for telling people that they should not be intimidated by a rating or by ultimates because. I thought I was never able to do it, and I did. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people should look forward to. That if you really want to do it, you can, and it should never. You should never write it off as I'm not good enough because you can be good enough and you also can learn. And I think that's important to also keep in mind. And that's why I love Final Fantasy so much. <laughs> I wish I could stream it more. But yeah, there's currently not so much to do up until uh, 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 Endwalker. Yeah. I almost said Shadowbirds. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really again, excited to see how many people are going to react to the story. It's really exciting. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's... That's uh, all for rambling. 
You're fine. <laughs> no, it's all You're good. fine. <laughs> All right, so make sure to check out that website. We'll have the link here in the chat, lunarcon.net. Thank you so much, Shen, Crystal, for joining us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, next we'll be talking to uh, Escalia about content creation. So we'll see you here in a minute. Bye. For now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Everybody, that's what that we, was for. It, you know, I yeah. said I was pushing us live. I, I didn't push us live quite yet when that happened. But uh, I, I said I was going to welcome. Welcome back, chat, to the middle of this conversation. <laughs> I was getting ready to push us live and Zed's like trying to catch a fly like a slave. Zed was doing oh. her best Mrs. Miyagi. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Zed's going to actually be taking us through a demonstration of martial forms today. Mm-hmm. And, I have uh, actually us- grabbed a fly out of the air before. I am ready to learn a new kata today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you go like this. And then when the fly is between your hands, you go like this. That's it. It makes oh, sense. That's, oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's so simple that you don't think it's like it's like our raid statics. We, we call it the Biako strat. It's make the enemy lose its HP before you lose your HP. Oh, interesting. I thought the Biako strat was don't touch the balls. Mm. Oh, I would be bad at that one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a tough. Conversely, emerald yeah. weapon is do touch the balls. Yes, but gently. <laughs> And at the right time, with a can partner. I, and with your partner. Can I go to uh, Emerald Weapon? I'll be right back. <laughs> Rook's family adjacent motto is just like, out the... <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I was describing a mechanic fusion. It's not my oh, fault if your oh. mind went to a different place. Oh, okay. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> C- Callie's not even on the stream for like a minute, and it's already just... <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. This feels like any stream that this, I get. This my, is, yeah, like, this is about right. Pray, like, our, our channel points are called elegant Tombstones of Deviancy for a reason. Amazing. <laughs> I did not know that. And oh, that, I feel like true. a better person now, now that I, I do know. Now I need to collect them. Yep. There you go. I, l- this is true. I literally, as we're speaking, just got my new emote commissioned. It just came back. It is um, perverse, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is a, it is a, it is a Kelly uh, enjoying some uh, boba tea uh, nestled firmly on her cup holders. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, that was what was requested for the tier three sub. I want to point out, I did not come up with that. I love that fusion. I love that fusion. Like we've come back, you know, it had a great first half, and we're getting yeah. ready to start. And fusion's over here, like, and this is what happened. His, so you know, it looks like you've seen so much. You've seen so many things, so many things that weigh on your shoulders in this lifetime. Let me tell you, <laughs> I have seen some shit. Okay. <laughs> There's a theory that you should never follow a better guest than you were. And uh, I'm about to break that rule today. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Shen and Crystal were amazing. That was yes. an awesome first half. Oh, well done. Yeah. It was. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for LunarCon. But I'm also mm-hmm. so glad to have you on. I'm so excited oh. for this. I know Fusion's going to officially. I was not here the it. last time that we had you on. Yeah. No, it was uh, you. Uh, you were the only one. I, I remember I, yeah, this. I, yeah. I, I, uh, you asked if I would do the show, and then immediately <laughs> sent me a message afterwards saying, "Oh, I won't be there, by the yeah, way." Yeah. And then this like, time hey, you around, wanna, you want to come on the show? We can talk and catch up and stuff. Also, I won't be there. It also, <laughs> that this time around booked me, knocked me back a couple of weeks, and then said, "Okay, we're also going to split your episode." And I'm yeah. like, that's, that's all right. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> it's it's been it it's him. been a planning nightmare and it's it's usually not like this i swear i believe you <laughs> yeah. see you i mean yeah. you've been on 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 this end of things you understand right you, you know uh, how this goes 
Yeah, absolutely. I've been in charge of uh, guest wrangling, and I know exactly what that's like. You get four people who say yes, but only for the same episode, and then you can't fill another slot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I know. It's it. always fun. Yep. It's always fun. I know that life. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we should we should get Callie on. It's been a while. Oh, but also, if we want to talk about LunarCon, we have to do it this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I've already re- rescheduled Callie once, and I don't want to be that person that does it a third time. Okay. So here's Scheduling, what we're going to do. We'll just Scheduling make is the worst part of anything, especially if you're oh, like absolutely. a static lead or you're, it's like, mm-hmm. it is like wrangling cats. It's impossible. Yes. <laughs> I'm in charge of uh, getting our D&D group to play every week. Oh, and boy. yeah. Oh, you brave yeah, soul. That's I'm fun. so sorry. <laughs> I'm so time. sorry. Uh. Our D&D group, it's only been four sessions, I think, mm-hmm. but everybody showed up pretty much entirely without me having to be like, hey guys, remember we have a thing in a couple of days. That's Zen, a miracle. I'm, Zen, I'm going to need yeah. you to cherish that. I'm going to need yeah. you to take yeah, that you need to appreciate and nestle it. it against your heart and appreciate it because in six right. months you're going to look back on that moment and be like, oh, how foolish I was. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a, the group, you know, one of them in particular, I remember they got pepper sprayed to train for something and then I remember riding with them in the car to go play D&D uh, after they took a shower. I think it was like the yeah. next morning. Yep. No, yeah. My, my husband has seriously. been trying to get me to play D&D for yes. like the whole time we've been dating <laughs> and, and and married and everything. And finally I was like, all right, well, Charles made me play 14 D&D and it was fun. So I guess we can play regular D&D now. Victory. Yeah. If you the like role playing, what's the yep. lot not like? See, I didn't like the math. This is such a huge tangent. I didn't like the math, but they showed me this thing called D&D Beyond. You're welcome, <laughs> yeah. D&D Beyond. D&D yeah. Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, see, I, okay, can't, just... I can't do math either. So, you know, Charles is like, hey, here's this like whole D&D platform. All you have to do is like push this one button. Yeah. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, we've definitely had people in the group where it's like, all right, uh, someone, you know, make a strength check. All right, you just just roll the dice. We'll tell you what you got. Yeah. Yeah. There's a real problem amongst the Final Fantasy 14 player base in that mm. none of us can do math. <laughs> and <laughs> it's because we're really... all gay. Yeah, that's also true. That's that, I don't, I don't want to say that there's there. It is actually there's a very direct correlation between mm. those two things. Yes. My stream was trying to convince me while I was doing uh, Ritter on Lighthouse the other day that apparently gay people can't do math, and I you know it <laughs> kind of checks out in my book. So I know one. I know one, but mm. I think they're an exception, not a rule. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Should we? I don't know. Should we do this? Should we talk about the topic? Yeah, we we're we talk about Did we even have a topic? What was this? I don't. I don't. We've You're been not talking wrong. about content this whole not time. Not wrong. I mean, yeah, I feel very good about everything we've talked about, so. <laughs> yeah. What even Joe is Manchet this says, second half? I don't... My Dragoon math was flawless. Me plus AOE equals floor. Yeah, it's true. Incredible. See, what a see, good formula. Right. Good. That, that seems okay, but once you start adding letters into it, I just... <laughs> AOE, I don't... No idea. Squared. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no response. idea what that Doesn't means. Doesn't know what AOE is. <laughs> you, you got it. Uh, I, was, I lined it up like that. Uh, yeah. Figured it out. I know that life. So proud. <laughs> um, all right. So, so content creation. Yeah. This That's is this is kind do. of a, a big a big broad topic. Um, obviously, uh, Callie, you've you've been building up a studio you've been getting mm-hmm. you know doing a, a big push yeah in, in case anyone couldn't tell yeah. uh, behind Callie we've got the 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 soundproofing we've got the 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 bookcase with various uh interesting things to look at um yeah. and we got the the fancy mic and the boom arm and all that oh yeah so what what 
made you i mean obviously we i think a lot of us know what what kind of had you go into the, the the streaming thing but tell us a little bit about um you know how you came to that decision you know and um you know what what the kind of next steps were yeah uh so yeah obviously everything everyone kind of knows the the catalyst i was let go from checkpoint uh about uh just over a month ago actually our launch day on the twitch mm-hmm. channel was one month to the day from the day i was let go and uh, I, when I think about the the change in my life in a month, it's been pretty bananas. I can't I, I can't believe it's only been a month. It feels I know it feels like what, it's what been is, so what is time. <laughs> well, I mean that's the other thing, right? We're coming. We're on the, what we, what I would like to believe is the back end of the pandemic, but really we're just gearing up for part two more likely at this point. Uh, yeah, it, time is a construct, but yeah, it's it's been about a month. And uh, but this is something I actually wanted to do back in the LBR days. Uh, there was a period of time. Uh, where I wanted to break off and see if I was capable of doing a brand by myself, uh, if, if I had the chops to carry it. And I ultimately decided to go against that because LBR was doing so well. And we were moving into Final Encountercast and we were in talks to launch Checkpoint at that point. I'm like, actually, there's probably a future in this. Maybe I should just stick with it. Uh, and so I, I did. But the, the, the planning kind of started there and I got let go checkpoint which is a very difficult day in my life but came home and spent about two days just kind of like i feel like i'm supposed to be doing something and like like panicking sarah's sitting there like honey just relax go what do you like to do that isn't work and i couldn't remember anymore uh so yeah (laughs) yeah i I started realizing how unhealthy a relationship i had developed with things because i was like i don't i guess i go i'll go golfing right people people do that when they don't work right that's a thing (laughs) um and uh, I, so I spent like three days, like I went and saw my therapist and just tried to relax and do nothing and realized really quickly that I, that wasn't going to take. So I just decided to launch my own brand instead and announced like four days later. And we've been building it ever since. And uh, yeah, now you can uh, you can check me out five days a week on Twitch. So uh, I had a lot of support from uh, Rook, who is uh, next mm. to me here or actually down into the right on, on your <laughs> camera. Uh, and uh, she's absolutely amazing. Rook and I have become friends over the last uh, year or so. And uh, yeah, so that uh, a lot of encouragement. You are amazing. Rook has this this awful habit of just being wonderful. And it's, just, it's oh, disgusting. No, no, it's so you have no idea who she no, is. Then no, you meet her, no. and she's like one of the greatest people that you've ever met. I just, it's, I don't know how she does it. Wow, she's infuriatingly nice is how you would describe okay. it. It's, All right, it's true. I'm gonna be really mean on the next cast. You just watch me, and I'm gonna be like such a big jerk. Just I'll, get ready. I will eat my hat if you can be okay. mean for like a half hour. Yeah, like practice. Don't tempt me. I would love mm. to watch content of you eating a hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. If we ever collab together, I, you have to come on and be mean to me for a half hour. I want to see I'm what that looks so like. So ready, we'll do it. Um, but that. all of this to say, and for anybody who might not know, uh, LBR is Limit Break Radio. Which yeah. uh, you know, you did. Oh my gosh, how many years did you do Limit Break Radio? Twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. I want to say mm-hmm. it was okay, 20, four, maybe into twenty nineteen. Yeah, four years. I think yeah. uh, I was. Uh, I was on the second uh, cast for LBR. Uh, Aniro, Juxta, Kahlo, and Nika were all originals from the first incarnation back in the 2000s, and I was the newbie who joined up uh, in uh, the, the uh, A Realm Reborn uh, mm-hmm. version of the show. I got and you. I mean, it's- you had a show here for 
a, a couple episodes Br- right. briefly I, I i was thinking about it i'm like i was going back through like all my projects that i'd done outside of of lbr and i'm like okay so i did double dragoon for a little while that sucked i did uh echoes of eorzea that was terrible i did uh voices of van deal that was okay i was learning uh i was even on pet food alpha for i think two mm. episodes if yeah, I recall. that's right yeah. that's right so I, i've is- Oh, I was just going to say, it's so funny because a lot of times people think that content creation is some kind of linear thing, right? Yeah. And there are absolutely people who do, I think, you know, start a thing and then that is the thing they do forever and it just continues like that, right? Wow, way to but call me in, out. Like fusion, like fusion. <laughs> right. yeah. We call that um, the fusion model. We call yeah. that the oh. fusion model. Okay. But, I mean, even with that, like the phases you go through, the things you experiment with, the different stuff that you try and do, the different formats, the, like, it's amazing to me because although, you know, you've just, I think, really been able to sort of take off on your own and start doing what you want to do and really put your own independent voice out there here in this last month, which, you know what, I'm just so glad that you're finally being able to do. Like, that's incredible. Mm. That is amazing and your voice deserves to be heard. But it's like all the other experience and things before that, you're no stranger to content creation you know like you know so much about the different facets and people forget sometimes that any creative process is so much do this try this go here trial Mm -hmm. and error this bit this thing i mean it really is none of it is ever a perfect smooth linear path um and it takes a lot to sort of get to where you are you know yeah go ahead oh i was just gonna uh, remark about you know when you said oh i had nothing to do and it was just what do you do it's it's that Content creation is a lot like, you know, film or anything like that. You get into this production mindset that then it drives you insane to not be pushing forward. Right. And that, you know, that's especially if you've been doing it for a while, you know, it's just go ahead. Yeah. Checkpoint was the most uh, was the busiest I've ever been for the for the few years that I got to do it. And it was because we were a small team trying to push together a very large brand mm-hmm. uh, that covered a lot of the space. You know, we had uh, roughly five content creators uh, charged with covering the video game space and the esports space and the gaming pop culture space, which is, you know, not bigger at all. There's a few things in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a wide breadth that you have to cover. Uh, and so it really those first couple days really were, you know, go on Twitter see something cool happening and immediately go, oh, I should go write that down to, you know, make an article about or, or do a show about. And then I, and I'm just like, oh, I don't have a website or a show anymore. Huh. Mm. And it, 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 you do have that moment of like having to find a way to disconnect and find out who you are again because your work has become your life to such an extent. And it is a danger in, for any content creator, whether it's Twitch streaming already I'm only a few weeks into it, and already I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do something fun. I wonder if I could do something to get, like, some Twitch content out of that. Mm. Like, you feel guilty when you just go do things on your own time. And it's like, it's such a dangerous mindset to get into. You have to find ways to disconnect and still be yourself and, mm. and, and you know, see family and loved ones and, and your wife who puts up with you for God knows why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that a little bit uh, last week. We had We had Nate on. Um, and it was that idea of like, oh my God, how long have I been doing this? Like, what the hell would I even do if I, if I wasn't doing this anymore? And it's just, it's a bizarre thing to, to even try to think about. We talked about it, Fusion. Like, you remember, like, we, we were talking about equipment, I think it was. And like, yeah. okay, I got, I've got my Elgato lights and I've got my, my Panasonic camera and this beautiful seat. I remember just cobbling together whatever equipment I could get my hands on just to be able to record audio for an hour 
and that's all when like, I yeah yeah when I started podcasting, I used my brother's PS2 SoCom headset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our first my wow. first show was Voices of Anna Deal, and it was me and my two co-hosts in a closet in one of our per- people's bedrooms, actually in a closet with one microphone that all three of us sat around and talked <laughs> into. That was our original. That was Voices of Anna Deal. How we recorded it originally. That was terrible. But it's all we had. I mean, you you work with whatever you've got, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious as you have, and for anybody else, because a lot of times I do get questions, and especially in like Final Fantasy XIV, I mean, any game, but it does seem like in MMOs, people do really want to share their journeys or, you know, they want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of the scene. They want to sort of cover this game and then be, you know, in the larger tapestry of the MMO genre or, you know, Final Fantasy XIV specifically, uh, because it has that big social element to it already. Mm -hmm. So when you were sort of getting set up here and you were thinking like, okay, I'm going to make this transition from the stuff that I've been doing now to actually setting up my own specific live stream, what did you sort of do to prepare for that? What kind of things did you assemble? Like, do you have any tips about that process of just like getting yourself to the point that you went live, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, so it's a, it's a big task uh, because I don't know that everyone realizes that it is so much more than get the studio set up, get the camera turned on and start speaking into the microphone. When, when you start trying to craft what your brand is going to be like, my biggest tip would be figure out what the pillars of your brand are going to be. What are the things that are going to be important to you? If you could have one of your P1s out there, sorry, uh, if someone... One of your your number one fans out there, your mm-hmm. top fans who are going to go and proselytize your brand. What things do you want them to tell people your brand is about? Because you're not going to get to give the 90-second elevator pitch to everyone out there who might become a fan. It's going to be your fans who are going to eventually spread the word. What are the five things that you or four things that you want them to remember that to, to, to try and hook people on? And come and understand and write down and know what those brand pillars are on my Twitch channel. Mine are written right below my about me section because that is what I want people to take away from it. Mine are uh, gaming, obviously, film, tabletop and role play, LGBTQIA inclusivity and sex and kink positivity. Those are the five things that my brand is about. And if you are into those things, you're probably going to like the content that I make. And if you're not into those things, why did you even get there? How did you get there? I'm genuinely <laughs> curious how you ended up on, on my channel. It, it's probably not going to be for you. Um, and four of those things are relatively, I think, common things mm-hmm. on Twitch. One of them maybe less so, but it's a very important one to me, and that's sex and kink positivity. I think that is uh, such an incredibly important part of understanding yourself and who you are, and it was such an important step on my journey that it's something I want to be vocal about on my channel. So uh, my biggest tip to people is, one, Know your brand pillars, know what you stand for, and two, every time you turn the microphone on, have a plan for what you're trying to get the audience to feel. What is it that you're trying to get the audience to do or feel and understand in your mind what that is before you turn the mic on? Because if you just turn the mic on and start talking, you're not going to accomplish what you're hoping to do. Like Even, even if you have an idea, you, you like, you're not going to get there. Always be thinking, do I want to make the audience excited about something? Do I want to get them angry and on board with something? Is there a call to action that I eventually want them to to follow? Always be thinking about what your goal is every time you turn the mic on. That's a that's a really powerful one. Uh, you know, what you want your audience to feel. It's you know, it's often the advice I give to like first time DMs or anyone who's going yeah. to like entertain people. 
what do you want them to learn? What do you want them to feel? How do you want them to come? What do you want them to come away with? And then, you know, tell people about like those, those are amazing pillars, I think. Well, and you, you bring that up, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people, if you asked, I think a hundred people what their favorite thing about their favorite Twitch streamers mm-hmm. is, is they would say that they feel genuine. They feel sure. accessible. They feel real. Like, you know what I mean? Like it feels like it doesn't feel like I'm necessarily getting an act. And I don't want to, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit here and you can all disagree with me if you want. Uh, If you haven't watched Bo Burnham before in his first special, he has a bit that he does where he accidentally knocks a water bottle off of the stool that he's performing next to and he acts all embarrassed. And then as he goes to pick it up and walk away from it, this music starts playing that goes, he meant to knock the water over. Yeah, yeah, but you all thought it was an accident. So he does that real quick. And that song ends with the line, art is a lie, nothing is real. Mm -hmm. And that isn't to say that we're coming out here and lying, but like we are performers at the end of the day. We are here to entertain you, to Mm -hmm. give you guys something that we feel is of value something that you can take with you and enjoy and there is some planning that goes into it we're all sitting around here today with an outline for a show that was created and planned because we are performers and we're creating something for you and that doesn't mean you can't be your genuine self on stream and the best twitch streamers are that person but just there is an element always that you are performing and so as the performer it's incumbent on you to be thinking, what am I trying to convey to my audience? And what do I want them to take away from this? Mm. I love all of this. Yes, absolutely. A lot of times when people start streaming, I think they think a lot about themselves in a sense, right? Like, who am I? What do I like? What do I want people, like, you know, I, what do I want people to see with, with me and who I am and things like that? Um, and I think that that is something that is a natural instinct, right? Especially if you're putting yourself sort of on display in a sense. Mm. But... When it comes down to it, it's like you said, a lot of it is thinking about what is the impression? What is the takeaway? What do I do that creates an effect, but not necessarily like, how are they giving me something? And I always tell people that, you know, I'll have people come in sometimes and ask me like, Rick, are you always this upbeat and positive? And I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> like, there are days where I get angry or I get upset or I'm really stressed or, you know, my anxiety is through the roof. There are times where I'm not like this. I'm just completely chilling and I just, you know, it's not like this energy is going out all the time. But what we see and what we kind of do ties in so specifically to what you were saying about almost like the brand, right? So Mm -hmm. what do you want to embody for people where you're going? What are these natural traits that I have? And then how can I almost hone those traits in a specific way that I can provide that consistently to like reinforce the goals that I have in this space, right? So- You know, being welcoming, being positive, being outgoing, being excited. Like, if you are going for that higher energy, um, you know, highly social kind of stream vibe, that's very much a part of who I am. And that was a part of my identity that I was like, hey, I know I can bring this consistently to an audience. And I see that people respond to it. Mm -hmm. So you're right in the sense that it's never a non-genuine thing, right? Right. But a Mm -hmm. lot of it is about, like, making sure that if you are going to, you know, I think, and there's a difference here as well, right? So like, if you're more casually looking at content creation, if you just want to, you know, stream your raid nights with your friends and let your FC watch, that's a totally different thing than being like, 
I want to be a creator in Final Fantasy XIV. I want to be a part of the larger content creator community. And that's where you start getting into these sorts of things where you're looking, again, at your traits, how you present yourself, how you communicate. Um, The idea of the foundation of what people will then say about you or what they'll get from your stream when you, you know, are on or live. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's about taking those best, most entertaining qualities of yourself and amplifying those up to 11 for your stream. Uh, because, yeah, if you were to come over to my house and watch through my window, you weirdo, while I'm just playing <laughs> video games, you would see a very quiet person just playing video games silently for five or six hours, occasionally making a comment to whoever's out in the living room. It wouldn't be like when I'm streaming and I am, you know, it's it's an, it's an entertaining performance or I like to pretend that it is at least. Um, it's, there's, I think an element of that. And also it comes down to respect for your listeners and and for your fans. If you're lucky enough to have people you can call fans. Uh, I, I think about my, my dad was a musician. My mom was a musician too. They played in a band together and, uh, they would, yeah, they would, uh, they'd be the first to tell you they were not rich or famous. Uh, but we lived comfortably enough. Uh, but my, my dad was the leader of the band and they had a guitar player come in one time who was very good. He was an incredible guitar player and he knew he was very good, which can be a problem sometimes, but he was, and they were happy to have him in the band and they went out and did a show one time. And after the show, uh, uh, someone came up who followed them around apparently like, cause they were just playing in bars and whatnot, but would follow them around and what they wanted an autograph. And this guitar player wasn't willing to give one. And my dad literally pulled him aside and said, if you want to play this in this band one more day, you will get back out there and sign that autograph. And I, that, I have always kept that mentality with me because if I can be blessed enough to have one person, let alone, I believe there's 47 of them in my Discord right now, let alone 47 people who give a damn what I say, mm-hmm. like you need to understand that responsibility that that puts upon you and how blessed you are to have that you need to appreciate every listener that you have because it's an incredible thing in this world especially today even more so than back in the whatever decade they were playing in probably the 70s i don't know um even more than then there are so many options for entertainment today there are a million and one twitch streamers there are a million and one youtube channels and if someone likes what you do enough that they want to hang out with you and talk to you and support your brand that's an incredible thing. And content creators out there, I beseech you to recognize how incredible that is. There are 92 people watching right now. That's incredible. Like, mm-hmm. that should blow everyone's mind. I don't know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I absolutely agree. And, and it's it's pretty incredible when you think about it, right? Uh, these spaces that we all share together and you don't even realize sometimes the impact you might have, whether you're a player, whether you're a content creator, whether you're somebody that streams or does podcasts or you know what I mean? It's it's so funny to me. Uh, I, <laughs> this is so funny. I had yeah. just joined the Aetherite Radio podcast, actually. Uh, I hadn't been on for very long when we went or I went to PAX right before. Sorry, we've got some street racing outside. So if you hear cars loudly <laughs> revving, that's why. Um, we we went to PAX, uh, PAX East, right before the pandemic really hit hard. And I was walking around the Final Fantasy booth and I hadn't really been on Aether Right Radio that long. And somebody said, Rook? And I was like, yeah. And I was assuming, you know, probably, I guess, you know, they probably know me from my channel or things like that. And they went... You're on an eighth right radio. And I was like, but <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, just, I am. I don't think so you've told exciting. me this story before. Yes, and yeah. I love it. Um, it's, I mean, it's amazing because you never really realize the ripple effects that you can have. And I used to set myself small goals, like you're talking about, you know, starting things, identifying, you know, a niche or a brand or things mm -hmm. like that, or, you know, giving yourself those actions. Um, one thing that I would do really early on when, you know, I still was really growing and you never knew if you were going to have one person or not, let alone, you know, what we do now, I would set some small goal that had nothing to do with numbers or statistics or anything like that. And I'd say oh, to myself, that's good advice. like today, I'm going to learn one thing about somebody new. I'm going to, I'm going to learn one thing that I can take away about them as a person, or I'm going to, you know, if you're more technical player today, I'm going to run this thing and clear it and, you know, get this parse or, you know, whatever it is, some sort of tangible goal that you could do in your space that reinforced those moments you were hoping to foster. And I found that that really helped me, I think, realize my worth in a different way than just something that's like numerically based or anything like that. And if you're starting out, it's so rough because you may have zero people for months, you know, <laughs> like, looking, looking at the numbers and getting obsessed with the numbers is the last thing that, that you want to do. But it's also, it's right. The, the environment right now of, of these platforms, like that's also what you have to pay attention to if you want to grow. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it can be a little nerve wracking if you're, if, mm -hmm. you know, paying attention to the numbers. Especially in those first 10, I do recommend, like, because building the first 10 viewers is the hardest. I think everyone can kind of agree with that. Um, when you're trying to build those first 10, I cannot recommend enough, especially if you're using like Streamlabs OBS, turn off your live viewer count. Don't yep. even look at it because having it up there, like trying to perform when you see that goose egg, it is impossible to perform when no one's watching. It is so difficult. So, yeah, literally turn it off and pretend there's six lurkers in the chat and none of them are talking because there actually might be six lurkers in the chat. You never actually know. And that way, when people come into the channel, they don't just hear silence. You have to get past that kind of opening stuff. And it's really, really hard in the opening days. Yeah. I, uh, I always have viewed the webcam as a person. And this is something that I'll, I'll try and tell people as well. Like, if you have trouble talking to a camera um, or, you know, feeling like you're talking to nobody... I, you can do whatever you want for this. You can envision that they're a cute little robot friend that you talk to and their little webcam is their face. Like and you're Wally. Like, oh, like Wally. Or you can, you know, imagine that there's somebody that you do know, a friend, an FC mate, a figure, somebody that's behind that actual camera that you are always acting as though you are talking to them um, and making that eye contact with them or that moment where, you know, something happens in the game and you look up and you're like, or like, you Did know, you see that? it's like, yeah. It's always, it's, it's just this mindset that your webcam is almost another person. And especially like you were saying at those, like, who knows how many people are lurking. Maybe I have zero people that I can see in the chat. At those stages are when you're just starting out. Um, I think that helps so much because before you know it, one person's going to be on the other side of that camera and they're going to think they're talking to me. Mm -hmm. I'm the person. I'm yeah. the person that's on the other side of that camera. And then you start getting more people that you can actually put almost names to faces behind the camera, right? Where you're like, oh, it's so-and-so or, you know, and you can build from there so that, you know, it's not just you and your little webcam robot anymore. <laughs> the, the, yeah. And those first couple people who, like, you remember their name and you see them come back from stream to stream, that really does make all the difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, you know, you know, go grab, like, a cardboard cutout of your favorite celebrity, put them right behind the webcam, right? <laughs> so it's like every time you're talking, you're like, hey, John Cena, how's it going? <laughs> Is John Cena your favorite celebrity? No, I so I actually just watched uh, an episode of Kimmel. 
Oh, okay. um, they had some Suicide Squad people on, and Margot Robbie talked about how her boyfriend had a cardboard cutout of of John Cena. So that was my. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow wrestling at all. I, yeah, but that was fresh I in probably, my mind. I probably watch a stream that was just a streamer who talked to a cardboard cutout of John Cena. You can never tell. Did like a co-stream. So 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 you know what you do is you you do the interview. Today we're talking to John Cena. John, how you doing? Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> just make just make it like listen fake it till you make it that is like yeah i think uh, that was a piece of advice that someone gave me i think like six years ago and it has never not been true like just just fake it like I, when i went to uh fan fest my first time someone flagged me down in the audience because i was very tall and had bright pink hair so i was harder to miss than i realized and they walked up and went oh my god escalia from lbr you're my like my favorite host and i sat there like my brain like like blue screened for a minute where i'm like me no the yeah. no you're looking for like juxta and they're like no 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 you i'm like who would pick juxta oh. as their favorite host what wow. do you do you not N- no oh okay no like people people love juxta are you kidding me oh that's i'm sorry yeah i don't, I don't even know weird. but um jux is my least favorite and callie's my favorite so oh well. <laughs> if you want to see juxta by the way uh sunday nights D uh he is our dm <laughs> I just I just say that because I think Juxta was the one that always gave me the most crap. Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's a personal fair, thing. Yeah, Juxta gave everyone the most crap. Well, at I mean, all times, no matter what. That was kind of his thing. Yeah, I actually <laughs> ended up in I can't remember what it was some some sort of content in game with Juxta one time, and he was so pleasant. Was very <laughs> nice. Can I? He is the nicest person in the world. <laughs> like yeah. I, like. There are there are two people on that show who were in fact the nicest people in the world when you met them. One of them was Juxta, and the other was Nika. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Nika, yeah. you're like you're too good for this world. I don't even know how you can exist. It weirds me out. And then Juxta, who is just like yeah, the complete opposite of his character on the show. Like, oh yeah. Like pe- people talk about like which of us was like the most different in real life, and I'm pretty sure it was Juxta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember when we, we hung out uh, two years, I think we did for, for Extra Life, where we yeah. just basically all of us, uh, I think one year we were just in uh, in like the radio room at uh, at the university or something. And then we yep. were um, we did the uh, the, the overnight cafe, the Timbuktu cafe. Oh, my God. No longer there. Yeah. <laughs> internet cafe. What's that? Yeah, it was an uh, internet cafe. <laughs> what a bygone relic. A similar but almost opposite uh, fan fest experience. We had a guy come up to us while we were there. Oh, Zeus, how old you know? And we were like, you know who we are? What the hell? What the? And so, you know, he talked for a little bit and he was like, yeah, yeah, I like you guys, but Brian's my favorite. And we were like, that's oh, cool. Whenever you know who we are. Okay. You know, I, I had I had this at, at E3. Like, uh, it was the year that they had the, the Ifrit battle challenge. And I this, this girl came up to me and she's like, oh, you're Fusion X. I'm like, yeah. And then, like, we just, you know, got distracted or whatever. I, I don't know who that person was. <laughs> it was just like this quick, like, hey, you're the guy. And that was it. I'm like, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I mean, it just goes to show, like, we all, we all touch, you know, we all touch each other's lives in some ways. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's something where even if you aren't a content creator, but it's like, I've got a sign. That's all good. It is fun, though, like, because uh, you'll get those moments where someone comes up and they're like, hey, you know, it, it's you're, you're a scholar or you're whoever. And you're 
thank you so much for watching. It's like, they didn't actually say they like the show. Wait till they say they like the show before you just go ahead and thank them for that because people will come up and tell well, you that well, it's no, terrible. But then they're like, happen. I hate your show. I think it's the worst thing ever. Cool. Thanks for watching. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank a you. A hate listen is still a thanks listen. Thanks for your time. Yeah. yeah thanks for your time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like people can get involved in this community in so many different ways. Even earlier, like we were talking about LunarCon, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, there are content creators involved with it. Um, obviously, you know, there are people who are streaming it, but there are just as many people who are a part of these different groups or, you know, working behind the scenes or who are jumping in to, you know, do these dances or choreograph these dances or, you know, decorate the houses where all the venues are or all these different things, right? So we all create like a massive community together. And, um, you know, supporting people or getting invested in things like those streams or the podcast here or becoming a creator yourself, if that's something that ends up really speaking to you, I think can connect us all to the larger community in a way that's just so unique and so interesting. And you always have something you can contribute, like no matter what, yeah. even if you just decide one day that you want to join a group that's putting on some of these events or you want to offer your support or you want to attend or you want to watch you know, a stream or a new stream or a really well-established stream. Although I always tell people, go look for new people in the directory mm. because that's how we continue to get the game to grow and, you know, more creators to want to be a part of it. Um, it's just amazing. So I guess bringing it back to 14. Kelly, you've done <laughs> a lot of content with 14 and been a part of this community for a long time. Yep. Um, and it seems like you are, correct me if I'm wrong, though, basing a lot of your content around 14 as well, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I came back to the game uh, in... 5.2, I think it was patch 5.2, mm -hmm. after being out. And I was out of the mm -hmm. game. I was not paying attention to patch updates. I was not paying attention to any of the, the conversation in the community. I was gone. And one day, I don't even remember what made me come back. I actually think I was trying to look up an old cutscene because I was trying to use it for a drop or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, I'll play a little bit of Shadowbringers and see if it's any good. Ten hours later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, I got, I was like, I'll play through, like, I think that's like level 52 or something, or uh, 72, rather, mm -hmm. and uh, just to see if it's any good, and I got to the Tesseline cutscene, and mm -hmm. then I was like, mm, well, I guess I'm gonna have to play it all, <laughs> and it was great, and now I'm back in, and I'm addicted again, oh, I do yeah, miss this place, no. and then I started, to see, yeah, then I started seeing the other content creators again, and I had gotten to know Rook, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm back in bad. It got me. <laughs> I thought it was I, just I, a sane, but it pulled me back yeah. in. It's I actually like, real. I'm just going to do the MSQ. I'm just going to do the MSQ. And then I'm like, well, I could check out Bozja. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'm not going to, I'm never going to raid again. And now I'm like, all right, ET, E10S. Yeah, we're going for it. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, I think one of the last people who actually recognized me in game was you. I was on Mateus <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. You, you were like, you, Zinja from Aether Right Radio? Yes, I am. Because you were literally, yeah. you were down the street from mine and Talia's house yeah. in the war. And I'm like, was that Zenidra? I know that name. What the hell? <laughs> Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been in, in the 14 community since uh, beta of 14. Uh, we were doing a show called Echoes of Eorzea back then, which we did for two episodes because the beta was bad and we didn't want to mm. play it anymore. <laughs> no, so, That was such and, uh, an awkward time. We had mm -hmm. such big aspirations for 14 <laughs> and then... 1.0 was 1.0. <laughs> and then 1.0 happened. I took a week off work to play 1.0, and I played it for about six hours before I went, oh, no, I'm going to go play 11. This mm. game is terrible. Mm. Is so, there yeah. 
I actually, it's funny. I remember you messaging me when you got back into the game and being like, I got back in. And then I remember you messaging and being like, I think I might role play. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rooks you is like, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Which so we still work- need to do together sometime. But uh, what I was going to say is, do you think there's any unique challenges with particularly streaming or creating content around Final Fantasy XIV? And this goes for any of us. Do you think there's anything specific to the game that... And the Moza rough. Yeah, <laughs> those are rough. And right, there, so. there is that that saying, right? You know, content is king. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think about that because it's you know it's it is true to it to an extent, right? Um, I mean, it, you know, it, it can can't be. It de- it really depends on what kind of view you have, what you're aiming to to provide with mm-hmm. your your content and stuff. But um, you know, like for for us, you know, I don't I don't know if I have like four pillars, right? But like the big the big thing for us, right, when we did this podcast when we started it was I wanted it to be informative, um, and that was you know, and I still want it to be. So hopefully, pe- you know, people today learned about LunarCon, people learned about you know in game performances. Now we're talking about content creation. Like content, that's yeah. that's the the thing that I always want to you know emphasize is I hope people can can watch the show and take something away from it, right? But it's it's hard coming up with with that that content or that that niche or, or something and I, it. right and that's not even i think we hit 400 i think on on pet food alpha back in the day because we were mm. weekly for almost the entire running somehow wow, wow, i don't wow, know how wow. we did that um but yeah it's it's you, you know trying to find something and and you know we talked a little bit about this last week as well if something if somebody else is doing something that doesn't mean you can't do it Exactly. Right. Like it's not like Mr. Happy owns Final Fantasy 14 guides or Miss Tech owns Final Fantasy 14 guides. Right. Gosh, are, I hope not. <laughs> there are other it's people like you're that, already doing them, so. that do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just because they're doing guides doesn't mean Zen can't write up a guide because you know how yeah. many people write up guides? Not that many. So there's mm-hmm. there's always Bye. room for something, mm-hmm. um, you know, even even if it's something that people are all already doing, you'll have your own unique take on it. Um yeah, and understanding that, like, in, especially in this community, it's humongous. There's enough room for two people. There's enough room for three people. Like, mm-hmm. you, like yeah. you can have a few shows that are doing similar things. That said, if you can find your own niche into the community, that can be a powerful thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do recommend it if you can find it. Um, I think oh, what, I, what I meant earlier when I said MMOs are, are rough is uh, you do a lot of waiting in MMOs. Mm. Mm. so uh you're either waiting on a q-pop or you're waiting on the people in your static to get their asses in gear or whatever you're hurting mm-hmm. cats or you're just waiting for the game to go yeah um, yeah so you ha- you have to fill that space with something it's yeah. it's really hard i was yeah. i was actually streaming on my personal channels which is, is rare for me these days but i'm like i'm gonna work on some relic stuff and i queued up for for Dela- delabrum five mm. minutes later it still hadn't popped Oh boy! And you've now mm-hmm. had to kill five minutes tap dancing, right? Yeah, I, I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay down in the water and play dead, and I'll just drown for five minutes, <laughs> and we'll see if the cue pops. And it yep. it, it just it went forever. I was really surprised. Um, That's Del- actually just, such a good point about MMOs. Um, and Callie, I will I'll pass oh, it here Lord, in a second. Uh, you're but fine. Um, it's such a good point about MMOs, and I think that people, depending on what you want to do in the MMO. Um, find different ways to fill that time, right? Yeah. So it, it's always kind of a th- it's always kind of a thing, right? Um, MMOs by their nature are very social, so I think that's why you do also see like a lot of times you'll hear in the community like, well, if you want big numbers, you have 
to raid. You have to be an endgame raider because that's where the most visibility is. And to some degree, yes, there is a large there's a large number of population that will watch just about anybody doing endgame content right. so long as they are vaguely proficient. And they'll jump between those channels to watch because that's what really feeds them. But when it comes to social kind of circles within MMOs as well, that's also a really big thing. So, you know, if you're somebody who is a more community-oriented streamer, if you're somebody who focuses on content or runs or grouping or events and things like that that also build off of that idea of community or, or being social together, when you have those weights, you can chat. You can ask people about how they're doing. You can talk about stuff. We come up with dumb, silly things all the time where it's like, today, everybody's... Rook admitted that she... <laughs> I don't know if I want to say this on the cast because people are going to Yes, you do. Me. Yeah, totally. Too late. I've... You already started. I find the tank top glamour item in Final Fantasy XIV to be very attractive. Oh, yeah, anybody that's ever tuned into any of your streams okay. already knows this. Why are you so shy about admitting that? <laughs> because if we're on my stream fusion, then they might already know. But if we're here, oh. I'm going to have new people show up who are right. like, I heard you like tank tops. And they're going to they're gonna make I mean, me just, sweat just go, on stream. Just go look Is at the, the clip from Rook's channel from, I think it was like last week. Was that when we had tot, the Tot Pockets thing come up? We did. We yeah, did. I said some unfortunate things. Charmed emote surrounded by, by tank top people. Mm. It was, yeah. Remember the Is tank tops an uncommon oh. opinion? Is that yeah, an unpopular take? Look, here's the thing, though. It's not just, it's like, here's the thing, though. It's this specific tank top. Like, uh -huh. I am, I, I get faint. I swoon inside. I just am so into this tank top, it's embarrassing. So, like, these are the kinds of things that you can build moments around. Mm. And I like to think of them as crafting exactly that, like a moment with a community. Something funny or something that the group latches onto or something that kind of dovetails where you all end up meeting someplace to do something silly. Uh, when we were doing the Kugane Jump Tower recently, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is another thing that I find interesting about MMOs is the fact that when you're streaming an MMO, there are, again, niche types of content like raiding that people will oftentimes just watch to watch. And then there are other types of content where you have to build a moment around it, right? Mm -hmm. So with the Kugane Jump Tower stream, I was like, I know in certain games, jump puzzles are really popular. In 14, there's a small group, but they don't really drive numbers. So you have to kind of create a moment around that. So I, I told everybody this story about like, the only content I've ever, ever rage quit in game is the Kugane jump tower. Mm -hmm. I was like, I do end game raiding. I've never rage quit. The only thing in this game that has ever made me turn the game off and leave in a rage was the Kugane jump tower. And I was like, and it has been on my list to do <laughs> for since Stormblood when I tried it for eight hours. So we built a narrative around it. And then that narrative Whoa. got more people. What? Mm -hmm. Eight hours. Yeah. yeah, I did try it one day for eight hours. Yeah, I would have so raged quick too if I did it for eight yeah. hours. I can, oh I'll, I'll do it maybe for twenty minutes before I just absolutely lose it. <laughs> it was a disaster. Um, I well, I can't. I I have another embarrassing thing off of that. Which is that that night, my partner who loves me very much and who oh, yes, claims that yes. I tell this story incorrectly. So I'm going to put that out there in case mm. anybody wants to know about my personal bias. Um. That night, my partner logged on after seeing me try it for eight hours and completed the puzzle. 
and then jump down off the top of it so that I couldn't use the ring to teleport to them because I would find it more rewarding to do it oh. myself. So, I, I, you know, I, I want to I talk about this, right? We talked about, um, you know, if there's like emotions or things you want people to feel when you when you they watch your content. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that we glended the tower. Yes. And then mm -hmm. Rook did the tower. And I was I'm watching all these streams like, you know what? F it. I'm gonna go do the tower. And I did right. the tower. And right. then I made a point to tell Rook, I'm like, just so you know, I got to that tower, and the first thing I did was to walk out into the living room where my wife was working. And I said, Hey, when you log in later, you can ring warp to me and I'll be on top of that tower. <laughs> and she was and like, you, Thank you. Yes, you did the right thing. You did the right so, thing. I mean, I can't. and then we both nailed the lamppost jump. <laughs> It to, was wonderful. So just really fast, like, just put a little chair at the top of this. Mm -hmm. The idea is that this is exactly what's happened, right? So we've built a story around the content. We've given it context. That context resonated with other people. It created a moment that was memorable because of the context. And this is all true. Like, none of this is made up. This is all true stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, again, about how you deliver what you're going to do in the game and how you acknowledge certain things and then parcel it to create an experience that people will remember or be inspired by or go and do the tower themselves, which also Fusion, I'm so proud of you. I'm oh, so proud thanks. you did it, you did it. You're I've so, got, did, so like... did you. <laughs> I've gotten but, to the last yeah. jump four times and I can't make oh, the last no. jump. Oh. I cannot do it. I have a mental block in my brain. I can't make that stupid last jump. I you can it. do it. You can do, do it. it and I believe in you. I'm terrible so, at jump puzzles. You can do it. Zen well, I went so to sorry. do it. No, it's totally good. I love the story to be honest with you. Um. <laughs> So I'm married to my RP partner. When I got to the top of the tower, I I have his login information. So I logged him in and ringed him to the top of the tower. And I jumped off with Zinn and I missed. So I ringed back up to him, <laughs> jumped again, made it. And then there you go. made it with him. So I didn't have to climb anything. <laughs> I love That's it. Good. That's great. <laughs> I, I think... Um, and Zen, what you said originally makes all the sense in the world. Like MMOs are hard, and mm. what you really just have to understand as a content creator is if you're playing an MMO and you're not doing end game rating or anything like that. If you're just the other day, I for my stream launch by the votes and will of the people, I got to do a relic grind. So I literally mm. spent ten hours on stream grinding Royal City of Ravenaster and Weeping City of Mock. That was great. I'm, but I'm so sorry. It just meant I had to know going to the stream, okay, this is going to be a more social stream. The purpose yep. of this stream is not going to be, the game is not going to drive the content here. It is going to be incumbent on me and talking to people to drive the content. And that's what it kind of ended up having to be. Uh, and that is where if you're a, a listener to a show, uh, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when we can like, like call into our, our cross-world link shell and be like, hey, anyone want to do Royal City Ravenaster so I don't have a 10-minute uh, queue time on top of it? Because that would be great. Yeah, That helps so freaking much like mm. uh, fusion you haven't sit through delibrum regina queue i'm on that phase now and i'm living oh, through awful delibrum regina queues and it's it's easier though too right if you have a existing community to kind of just bounce back and forth with while you wait yep. right mm. i mean especially like if you are uh more of a social streamer like yeah you're waiting like that's fine if you're beginning you have maybe one two people in chat if you're lucky right and you're just like well okay just waiting on that <laughs> cue to pop this yeah. is fun yay i mean I, yeah this is that's probably literally like if you went back and watched my bot i'm probably just like yep mm -hmm. in those fun. kinds of cases <laughs> i usually recommend people to do something 
anything on the screen, right? Yeah. Because yeah. viewers actually like to see movement. <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm like, how to play with your cat. Dangle a thing in front of them and wiggle it around <laughs> because they'll be more interested. I mean, it's kind of, Squirrel. It's kind of <laughs> like that, though, in the sense that there are actually great things that you can dovetail in. So, like, if you are finding that those dead spaces are really difficult or you don't have a lot of people who are chatting or, you know, you just have trouble filling that space yourself, which is totally valid. Look for things you can queue for that will also let you multitask something else. Be that uh, the fishing stuff, the sightseeing logs, be it mm -hmm. even just doing the permanent loop dance. If your character is just moving on the screen or you're hitting a dummy or you're doing something like mm -hmm. that and you're kind of talking about it or you're discussing and, you know, you're referencing what your ultimate goals are that day so that people know where you're like, oh, yeah, still waiting on that cue. But it looks like, yeah, we're going to be in Delibrum Regine and blah, 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 blah. Right. So you can like almost guide people right. through the context of what you want to do on stream, but also pick things where if those like periods in an MMO specifically are really getting to you, um, you can multitask other stuff while you do that just to keep movement, just to keep interest. Um, it's very weird. And it's, you know, not to say anything to like about anybody, because I mean, we're all kind of like this. We all like to just watch something and mm. be able to see it. So like, if you are doing something, even sometimes I'll just run in circles. And even that is just enough movement that you'll see people still, like, tuning in. Or, like, you All know. I can think of now, now that you mentioned the cat thing, I'm just imagining, like, you waiting for a cue and just running around in circles and the, a cat just sitting on the desk looking at the monitor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I've One got, of the cats does do that. I've got about 90% of the uh, orchestrian list completed now. So nice. if I've got a queue time to wait for, we go into the house where I've got the um, the Shiva chandelier that makes like the diamond pattern on the ground mm. uh, flying around. And I just ask people, what songs do you want to hear? We'll do uh, an impromptu DJ session and stuff like that. Mm. Just whatever you can do yeah. to kill time. By the I way, mean, Rook, I have to tell you this story because you mentioned your rage quit story. Yes. I, mm. I have not rage quit a game in a very long time. The last time I rage quit a, a game had been uh, when I played Getting Over It on stream with Sarah. And I hate that game still. A terrible game. Cursed game. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cursed game. Zero out of ten. Would not play again. Uh, but I was playing FF7 Remake. Hmm. And we got to the squat competition. And I sat there doing the hard mode version of that squat competition for over an hour trying to beat it. And I finally lost it. I slammed the controller down next to me and got up and had to go outside and just like breathe for a little yeah. bit it was the middle of the day sarah and rob were working uh in the in the back room and whatnot and i was just i had to go outside and just like take a moment and I, I was probably outside for five six seven minutes or something like that i come back inside i'm like all right we're gonna give it one more go one more and if i can't do it we're just gonna move on and i'm not gonna worry about it and i went out into the living room and i looked at the screen and it was beaten and i'm like what what happened and Sarah comes marching out of the back room and says, oh, I beat your game thing <laughs> or your, your mini game that you were working on. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And she's like, yeah, I got it on my third try. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, th this reminds oh, no. me, I, I almost rage quit a game mm. the other night. Um, I just picked up a Series X uh, a, a few weeks back and I got Game Pass. So I've been playing through the, uh, the Ori games. Um, I'd oh, never nice. played them. Great we games. got a new TV. I'm like, this is going to look really good. We should at least try it, right? So I, I'm at the very end of the first game. There's this giant, like, run and don't get hit by the thing, but then obstacles and all this crazy stuff. 
I probably played it for a good 20 minutes, right? Dying a whole bunch, finding out what the next thing was. I had to dodge or go around or whatever. Finally get to the end. There's this beautiful cutscene where Ori you know, just kind of glides off into the distance. I beat it. Game froze, locked, crashed. Oh. Oh, no. And at that point, I just, I just laughed. It was just like, <laughs> it was so, I'm just like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that was my but, first... My first playthrough of FF5. I made it to the final boss. My save file oh. corrupted. Oh, oh no! Oh, no. Oh. Five is one of those that you never. Oh, want to have that. I remember oh, sure. there was there was some Tomb Raider. Here, if you like hadn't done this thing with a mm -hmm. statue in the beginning of the game, there was like a fatal. This was before the days of like Got you know it. getting a patch yeah. that would like go directly mm -hmm. into your game and fix it. But I remember that it was the first time as a child that I had ever seen my dad rage quit a game. Because <laughs> I, I played alongside him, and he's the person who introduced me to the Final Fantasy franchise. And we were playing this Tomb Raider game, and uh, you know he loved the franchise because he also really loved that he could play them with his daughter, and she could see somebody who was like a really powerful female protagonist. And we were playing through it, and I was so into it, and we got to the very end. And there was this like fatal bug where if you hadn't done this thing with the statue or whatever, you literally could not complete the game. Mm. Your entire, oh. every save file after that point was corrupted. And I remember him just like getting up from the computer. I was like, what's going on, dad? And he was like, I will be right back. And he just <laughs> like left. Oh, uh, good on him for keeping his cool. He kept his cool, he kept his cool. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just uh, picks up the whole computer monitor. He's like, Laura Croft saved the day, and he just throws it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically. We won. I mean, yeah. That is one of the things that with content creation, again, since we're kind of talking about it, I, I guess it's something that I personally would love to touch on as well. Um, one of the things that I learned really quickly about content creation is that things will rarely go perfectly the way you want them to on stream. Mm. And whether that is yeah. the content, mm. whether that's a technological element, whether that's anything, right? And I found that particularly with MMOs, and this is something that for a long time, I'm just gonna be totally honest about with everybody. I was genuinely embarrassed about this. I was really embarrassed about it. I know um, I, I, your inventory is a mess. We all, we my understand. My inventory is a disaster. That's not it, but. So is um, mine. It was it was something where a lot of times I hear people ask me about, like, if I have anxiety, how do I handle streaming? And there's no one way to do this. And this is just one facet. Right. But something that used to trip my anxiety really bad and that embarrassed me really, really badly when I was streaming is that because I am more of a if you couldn't tell kind of communicative, excited. I tend to ride the energy. I like to talk with everybody. For me, being with everyone while I'm live is the reason I am live, right? So like that's where I put a lot of my focus and that idea of creating an environment where people feel recognized, valued, important, and seen is just really, really big to me. So in MMOs in particular, what that means is that a lot of times you'll see community-based streamers who have to have some kind of trade-off. There are definitely streamers who are incredibly good at talking and also playing. There are some who lean more towards the social and who may not perform as you know highly, I guess we'll say, on stream or anything like that. And I found early on that when it came to content that I really had to focus, like I really, 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 really had to do it. I could on stream, but oftentimes the trade-off was that the energy I wanted people to take away from stream and the one-on-one -on -one connection wasn't always there as much. And so... I started almost measuring different categories of content based off of that, right? 
if I'm doing a grind, it's okay if I die a bunch. If I'm doing this thing, it's okay. And at first, it was really hard for me to do that, um, particularly with MMOs, because a lot of people would make judgments. And sometimes also because I'm a female, female broadcaster, which is weird and very specific weird things that happen where people are like, well, you are bad at this game and you're terrible at this game. And I'm like, no, I raid and I've cleared the tier and I'm in best, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm in best in slot. I don't prof I don't profess to be somebody that is the most the absolute optimizer ever. That's not really my energy. I like to do a variety. But it used to really make me self-conscious and I'd get more and more anxious the more I made little mistakes in the game. And eventually mm. learning to categorize what my goals were and then also realize that they were important and then just learn the value of laughing it off. Like I, you know, I get to the point now where when that happens, we turn it into a joke. We laugh about it. Mm -hmm. we, we tease about it. We have fun about it. And the way that you set the tone on whatever makes you comfortable with that is really important. But I also encourage a lot of people to not jump to the conclusion that just because a streamer goofs on stream that they mm -hmm. are absolute garbage at the game. Um, always try to look and see what streamers are doing. And when you're streaming yourself, especially with MMOs, learn where you want that balance to be. Because... Um, it's okay if you make a mistake. We all do. And I, I try to turn that into a moment with everybody where I can say that. Like, hey, you never have to be embarrassed about this because look at how many times I died you could, today. You could be like the best, <laughs> the best like damage dealer in the world. As soon as you hit that go live button, you will do something stupid and you will die. <laughs> That's just how but it goes. I, I have my Dragoon rotation burned into my brain and I do it close to perfect most of the time but the moment i'm live on stream yeah i i forget to pop blood of the dragon or, or i do something incredibly stupid oh, i do, I I do just, that all like, the time if i'm streaming yeah. yeah i'm like oh yeah there's that one oops thing. <laughs> oh right the main the main move in oh, my rotation yeah. of course how, yeah. how can i forget that but you know the worst it is it, it, it's a it's a terrible feeling but it depends on how you play it if if now mm. i have a thing in my where i have a special emote that people drop every time i forget to do something stupid like that <laughs> now it's part of the bit now it's That's part fun. of the game and like that's a lesson, by the way, if I had to pick one lesson that I learned from doing Limit Break Radio, it's remember that if you're doing it right, everything's part of the bit. Everything mm -hmm. is because no one but you knows what the bit is. And the bit, spoilers, changes moment to moment. Like, <laughs> just keep it going. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. You're there to be entertaining. And even if people are coming in and kind of being like, lol, Dragoon on the floor again, floor tank, lol. You know what? Again, that's people choosing to spend time with you in one way or another. So lean into it. Have fun with it. I literally have mm -hmm. people playing jump scares into my ear in the middle of phasmophobia yesterday. And I'm like <sighs> freaking out and panicking. But it's, it's guess what? Now I get to make a whole compilation video of jump scare right. moments uh, and more free content. So like, yeah, take uh, it. Yeah. Take your wins. And don't be afraid to shut things down or say no when you don't want that energy. That's the yeah. other little note. Go ahead, Zed. Um... In the similar vein, uh, when I do go in and make the guide videos, I, I take a team of people so that I can kind of control the flow of things and, and get the uh, like shots that I want so that if a mechanic is particularly strange, I can clearly show it in the guide. Uh, and the worst is when I die in the middle of that mechanic. <laughs> so not only have I died most of the time on stream in the middle of that mechanic, I then have to be like, okay, guys, we have to die in this fight and do it again. Yeah, we got we to wipe and start <laughs> well, over. And then the worst, right, would be like if you're doing like copied factory and you're like, okay, we need to get 
into a lion's yeah. beat no. to get this part of that worst. one fight, and then we have, have to, to not die. Because I have to do the whole die. 24 man again. I can't be like, oh, oh, entire 24 man, please wipe so I can get this again. <laughs> I just have to do the thing again. And freaking oh. uh, Puppet's Bunker was the worst because it had the three different tunnels. Yeah, I did that eight times, sorry Charles, before I got the C platform at all. And then you had to get the mechanics recorded properly. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what you need yeah. is you just need to make a really nice shot with macro. Hey, everybody, I'm, I'm Zanidra with Gamerscape. I'm trying to make a guide to help other players get through this content. <laughs> Could me. you all just die for me? I don't want, I don't want them to hate me. No. no. Uh, yeah, people, people love when you come in there and start off a, a thing with like, hi, my name's Ascalia Riyamasa. Yeah. Of, yeah, no, people, yeah. people are a big fan would, of what you Would you guys mind one. just uh, sacrificing your life and your time for me? Thanks. Appreciate yeah, exactly. You remember me from such movies as, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm Troy McClure. Yes. <laughs> See, now, when it's a small-scale instance, I feel no shame anymore, especially mm. if it's the first time we're playing through something or some piece of content. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I have been dead this entire... It, it depends on the game, too, because in 14, you can get reses, but in other games, we're like, yeah. if you're dead, you're dead mm -hmm, until the end it. of the fight. I'm like, everybody has to die, because I am not going to sit here with us on stream <laughs> watching all of you do the moment that I'd love to be a part of. I hate all, so all like, this. Please die. All this discussion now has the uh, the musical Planet of the Apes episode from Simpsons oh, yeah. running through my head Good. now. Yeah, between all, of, yeah. Oh, I feel like we've I feel gosh. like we've done our job then. Doctor Zeus, mm -hmm. Doctor Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Is there anything else we want to talk to uh, in in regards to, to content creation here? Um, we've I've, we've got a good thing a you lot added of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. We, well, yeah, I was like, if it's not, it doesn't have to be in regards to content creation, we could go for like three more yeah, hours seriously. and then it would be a true Escalia episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I won't subject you to that. <laughs> At least not today. No, not today. Mm. I mean, I, I think we've already said it, but we'll add this on. And, and Callie, I mean, I'd love to hear your kind of final thoughts about your journey so far and what you're looking forward to in the future and all that good stuff as well, right? But the big thing is, is for me, just the, the Shia LaBeouf meme. Just mm -hmm. do it. Just yeah. do it. Kind of like we were talking about last week with Brian, you know? Yeah. Um, I think with content creation or getting into content creation, probably the, the two biggest hurdles that we have initially, and especially if you're somebody in 14 and you want to do this and you know you're excited and you've seen us do our podcast or you've seen other people stream and you're like, this is something I want to be a part of. I want to do it. Um, the two big hurdles. One is just like getting yourself to hit go live and just anticipating that's going to be a thing you're going to do. And then the other thing with it is making sure that your expectations of it are pretty grounded, are pretty neutral to start, right? Because the thing is, is that you never know unless you try something. You never know unless you actually get in there and do it. And sometimes, you know, even just with whatever setup you have, you don't have to spend a bunch of money. You don't have to do anything. You can just start doing it. You can figure it out as you go and you can decide what you want to do with it. But don't burden yourself with so many expectations of what you want from it that every single time you hit go live feels like a defeat. Or that time that you finally are about to start, you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Like, like yeah. the thing is, is that we have to find a kind of neutral space when we get into it. And almost nobody makes bank at all, mm. period. End of story. Not even the biggest <laughs> streamers. I mean, like... The massive, massive, massive point two zero 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 two percent of streamers make bank. The rest of everybody does the best that they can with the time and the energy that they have and, and the resources that are so kindly given by communities and by support. But 
Um, if you go into it and you're like, I'm just going to see what I can do with this. I'm going to see how I can grow it. And I'm going to find aspects of the game that I love that I want to share with others. That just go in with that. Just take that into mm-hmm. it and build and grow from there. Um, because, yeah, it's it's something that none of us ever feel totally prepared for, I think. You know, we don't ever all have it together, but it can be so incredible. And the people you can meet and the things you can do along the way are just so worth it. They're so worth it in whatever capacity, even if you're just getting involved with another streamer's community and just really getting to know them. It's just so worth it. Yeah, with the exception of maybe Fusion up there, uh, I don't know that the imposter syndrome ever truly goes away. Uh, (laughs) It it doesn't matter. (laughs) Fusion giving me a look. Uh, No, yeah, like find the drive to go forward and i think the biggest thing for me that i could tell someone it's going to sound like the opposite of advice that i gave earlier when i said know your brand pillars Mm. is to do not get so set in your ways that you're unwilling to change and do something different um uh, i will be the first to tell you i am not god's gift to streaming i was not god's gift to content creation for checkpoint i was not god's gift to content creation at limit break radio uh understand that you can be wrong. Uh, understand that what you think is entertaining is not always what people find to be entertaining and be willing to change and make adjustments. That doesn't mean you have to break your brand pillars. It doesn't mean you have to go away from those. It just means that maybe you, if you've gone through a couple streams and you're noticing a pattern, hey, my Monday night streams are always not performing as well as, as the other ones are. Maybe take a look at which game you're playing on Monday night. Take a look. What do you do differently on Monday night? Or is Monday night just not a good time for your take audience? Take mm-hmm. t- t- Take some time to take a look at what you're doing and be willing and open to making a change and trying something else. Uh, too many people get bogged down in, okay, okay, I've written down my plan. I've got it. It's here on paper, and I'm going to stick to it no matter what. Don't do that. That's a. Th- it's great to have it written down. You absolutely should have it written down. But also, you should make changes to it almost constantly sometimes the entertainment value comes in the tangents right as we have probably learned we Uh, never go on tangents we always stick to our outlines if if you read the limit break radio outline (laughs) our our outlines were like six to seven pages long and we ignored most of it every episode (laughs) which is by the way writing outlines was so rewarding on that show you're always like yeah this episode was brought to you by Escalia Riamasa. Not really. Outlines are like are like speed limits. They're ju- they're really just suggestions. Sure. Yeah, they're just suggestions. And when something better happens in the moment, you do the better thing. Mm-hmm. Asian, I was surprised that you didn't take that opportunity to be like, oh yeah, um, outlines are like AOE markers. <laughs> they're just <laughs> optional, and you should stand in them. Wow. I thought you might go for the dragoon <laughs> element on that, but listen, I gotta keep my damage up time. Wow. I was going to say, on the technical side of things, if you're feeling daunted about starting because of that, uh, there are a million people who are content creators on YouTube who have videos for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you you don't know how to set up a microphone, they'll tell you. If you don't know how to set up virtual audio cables, they will tell you. If you don't know how to set up a YouTube account, they'll tell you. For all the things that I had done over the past 12 years of creating content, build a studio was not one of them. I had never built a studio before, Mm -hmm. but three hours on YouTube. And guess what? Studio. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I think it's, you know, before we end this discussion, I think it's, it's really important to, to, to mention, you know, have an, you know, an idea of, you know, what kind of your success is like, what, you know, if you're going to do this, what is your idea of being successful at this? But then also, 
make sure that you're taking care of yourself, right? Don't be like, I'm going to start streaming and I'm going to do like a 24 hour streamathon. Like, maybe, maybe don't do that. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, some people well, yours can was, do yours it. Yours was 12 hours. That's different. That's literally uh, half the time. Uh, you know what? It, it's fair. I broke up my 24-hour one this time. We did it over two oh, okay. days because well, I'm go. not insane anymore. Yeah. I right. mean, you know, take care of yourself. Right? If you if you have a day, and I, I know, Rook, you've had these days where you're about to go live and you're like, eh, maybe I just shouldn't today, mm-hmm. then don't do it. Right? I mean, you know, I've been, you know, I've been there. You, you push that button anyway, and it's... Uh, it's not that it's not a great stream. You have a great community and everybody understands yeah. and it's wonderful. But, uh, you know, take care of yourself first. Like, yes, if you if you have an audience and stuff that's expecting you to go live or expecting stuff from you, you know, if if they really do value you and your content, they'll be like, oh, you need a day. That's cool. Well, yeah. you know, and I, and I think that that kind of attitude, I think, too, just, you know, more, more over the last couple of years has gotten so much more like understanding. Um, and so, I mean, you know. If you feel like you just you just don't have it that day, whatever it is, you know, that you usually have when you stream, take a break. I mean, next week we're not gonna be live. We have some IRL stuff and we're just we're just gonna take a break. And there's and nothing we'll wrong you. with that. I will miss you all. <laughs> it's so important though, right? I, I've said yes. since LBR, I would rather put out nothing than something bad. Mm-hmm. It's better yeah. to put out nothing at all than something bad. Because people will go oh, there's no episode this week. That's a bummer. Maybe they'll reach out on Twitter and be like, hey, is there something wrong? Is the episode up or what, you know, whatnot? But if people listen to a bad episode, it's much harder to get them to come back after listening That's, to something that was terrible and a waste mm-hmm. of their time. I mean, I can remember yeah. when we did we did PFA. And, and again, right, we were weekly for almost that entire run somehow. But mm-hmm. there was a point where I had gotten my, my first job, which was working graveyard shift retail, which is the best job you can have. Um, and holy crap, did my attitude change just like that. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I didn't give a crap about anything. I didn't have enough, you know, a lot of time to play the game anymore. And people will pick up on that, you know, as obvious or not, as it may seem at the time. Um, and so really it's, you need to just have that right mindset when you're doing any of this. And if you don't take it, take a day, like take, take, take as much time as you need. If people love your content, they'll they'll come back when you're when you're there. When yes. you start getting burned out, the first things that go are those adherences to what's important to your brand and that energy level. Those are the first mm-hmm. things to go, and and people c- will try to hide it in all kinds of different ways. But people can tell. People can tell when you are burned out. We heard it all the time on LBR in the late years and you know the late times right before the show was kind of ending where people were like you guys sound exhausted and tired of talking about this game because spoilers we were exhausted and tired of talking about that game because yeah people people can tell don't bother trying to hide it's so much better for you long term to eat the short-term loss of having to take a day off than it is to kind of poison the well by going out and doing something that is less than what you expect one thing i'll say about this is that Absolutely, yes. Like, yes. And especially if you are anybody who is a streamer um, or, you know, a content creator that also has other mental health concerns or, you know, things like that. Like, I'm very open and I talk about it on my stream all the time that I, I do have a bad problem with anxiety and, you know, um, you know things surrounding that. And so uh, even though it's undiagnosed, I'm very aware that my energy levels and things like that, um, alongside my partner who also, you know, there are just some weeks where, like, 
we are both, because we both have no spoons and our mental health is just straight in the gutter, we both have to try and figure out how we're going to take stock of where we're at and how we structure around that. Now, one thing that I'll say for everybody, though, is that from the get-go, you should look to structure anything, be that your game time, your play time, be that your streaming time, whatever it is, but particularly in content creation, structured around the actual feasible energy levels that you have and the, the requirements of your own life, right? Mm -mm. So the biggest thing with a community is that they just know what to expect. And that goes for stuff here as well. That goes for, you know, the week that we have to take a week off and we tell people ahead of time and we message on, you know, of course, there are going to be days where things come up last minute. But if you set a precedent and a pattern, people come to expect it. They, you know, Tuesdays or whatever it is, they go like, oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Today is the day that we do this or Saturdays, Eighth Right Radio. Or Rook always had sirens that go by and I want to hear them. I miss them. <laughs> Can I, I get a siren emo? In Chicago. Yeah. We, yeah. Have, we do we have go. one in my chat. Um, but if you and, and this is part of your own responsibility to your schedule and content creation as well, right? Make it something that's feasible for you and then communicate very clearly what people can expect. Yeah. If you have extended circumstances, if you know, you're saying like, hey, I am somebody that deals with anxiety or things like that, your community will automatically understand when you have to take a day because of anxiety, as opposed to like just canceling a bunch of streams and like not telling anybody and then right. like you, you message like five minutes before the stream and then you know you, but then and then people will start to they'll start to lose you on their radar um mm -hmm. because they don't know what to expect they don't know mm -hmm. you know if you, yep. if they tune in if you'll be there so it's always a balance between taking stock of your needs and giving them the value that they deserve to schedule in a way that you can then communicate clearly and reliably and then give people, you know, advance notice and information about those times that you may need to take more time or less time for yourself. It's 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 a mix of all those things. Right. Yeah. I mean, schedules is, is one of the big things. Right. I mean, you're talking about, you know, all the, I mean, there's so many there's so many important things. Right. It's hard to single just one thing out. But, uh, you know, understand what your stream is, to, you know, what the goal of the stream is. Um, have a schedule. I mean, that's that's going to be huge. Having that mm -hmm. regularity, people know when they can find you and stuff. I mean, that's that's one of the Are biggest you things. Regular. Try new raisin bran. With, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I thought he was uh, going to scold sponsor. me, but he just hopped on the joke. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to be completely honest. This whole time, I was thinking, how can I turn this into a poop joke? Oh, you're welcome. So we high five. We got it. <sighs> Nailed it. All right. Content, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> quality content here at Aether Right Radio. It's what we do. It's what we do. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's so much, but yeah, I mean, I think right. Take care of yourself. That's that's always going to be number one. Maybe even number two. Um, Jesus, I didn't even think about that. It was another poop joke. Uh, <laughs> I am on a yeah, roll. It was. Beautiful. I'm, I'm I'm good at these. This show is a dump. Ha. <laughs> One more before the end. There we go. <laughs> really going down the drain. That, no, or flush, it's really flush. I don't know. I'm not good at puns. We, lo we, we, we lost. We lost all. You know, he's. I tried he's, really hard. He's and he's moon though. It's pretty good. All right, I'm back. I like that you just phase back into existence. You just like sh appear again. He's, on like, the moon he's like that pitcher from Back to the Future. He's like now that poop jokes yeah. have vanished from the timeline, yeah, we can gone. come back. Come back. <laughs> 
Callie, thank you so much for joining us today. This has yeah, been sorry that we ended on this is did we really expect anything else though? I mean No, this this was right in line with where my expectations were. We'd start I, I knew I would start us off in the gutter. We'd probably crescendo somewhere around the midpoint, and then just a, a fervent downhill into the poop jokes. Poop jokes mm. is the hidden sixth pillar. <laughs> of your brand. Oh god. Uh, ah, a brand. Uh, ah. God, no. Still, right. still found one more and they did to get in there. They're always. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Callie, when when are you live? Uh where can people find you? What do you got going on? So you can catch me Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, Fridays, and Sundays on the on the channel. Sundays and Mondays we do D and D. Mondays we've got some FF14 map hunting. Tuesday is just whatever it happens to be FF14 night. Variety streams on Wednesday and on Friday we do something spooky with friends, some sort of collaborative game or something like that. I'm gonna have Rook on one of these days to play some more Ultimate Chicken Horse. I think we got to do that again. <laughs> that was I'm a ready. party. I'm ready for it. Uh, we were playing Phasmophobia with Robbie the other day. That was just uh, a ton of fun. People jump scaring me left and right while I'm trying not to get murdered by ghosts. So that was great. I don't think Rook uh, could handle that, but I think that'd be fantastic to see. Yeah, Rook that try. would make me. That yeah. would make you me never played. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, I'm really bad at. I'm so very bad at scary. Like I'm very bad at scary Rook, games. Rook, okay, Friday night, four to eight, we play Phasmophobia. You have to come do it with us, please. Oh, man. Please. At least watch. At least watch. Like, I don't like okay. scary things either, but I like to watch it. It's actually we, we, we talk fun. about, you know, the, will... the creator in, in front of the camera and off the camera. You should have heard some of the things Rook said when we played Resident Evil Village off stream. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, words I, I had never heard no. come out of her mouth. <laughs> I kept having to apologize because I was like, Fusion, I'm so sorry for the last three minutes. All I said was obscenities. <laughs> okay, well, I need this in my life. Yeah. So, Rook, <laughs> standing invite, Fridays 4 to 8, we play Phasmophobia on stream. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, truly, though, uh, I, I, if anyone uh, has listened to me today and has heard what the content pillars of my brand are, again, those are gaming, film, tabletop, and RPG. Um sex and kink positivity and LGBTQIA inclusivity. If those are things that are important to you and you think you might want to check it out, it's twitch.tv slash Escalia. We stream five days a week. Uh, over the next few uh, months, we're going to be trying to build the brand up. Uh, we just hit affiliate a, a little while ago, and it, the, it's just exploding. We're already up over 230-some followers, 100 subs already. It's just it's really taken off. I'm blown away by the immense support that we've had. Again, that's twitch.tv slash Escalia. We're going to be building this this brand up, I, I hope, at a similar pace for the next six months or so. And sometime this fall, we will be bringing back Loathe at First Sight, which is a show that I do with my wonderful wife, uh, where we make each other play horrible games that no one should ever have to play and <laughs> see if our marriage can withstand that. All right, and, cool. And also, uh, I have begun planning a new podcast. Uh, mm. Here's the, the problem is that I have five concepts for a podcast that I and I want to do all of them, but I can't mm. I can't do all of just them. Just do same it. Time. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do. I, just I have lived discussion. that life. Just do it. Yeah, no, I've lived that life. I won't do right. five at once, but I, I I'm going to figure out which one it's going to be. And uh, at some point I will be asking the wonderful people out there maybe which concept they like the most. So. Mm. Uh, I encourage you all to stay tuned. It's twitch.tv slash Escalia, E-S-K-A-L-I-A, and you can follow me on Twitter at Escalia as well. All right. Kelly, thank you so I'll much for joining us. This this was such a great discussion. Uh, Rook? I was just going to say, 
I'll take you up on that scary night. Oh, <gasps> it's happening. How many Friday people? Can, how many people can get in on this? I would love to be a part of this. All right, Fusion, you're in. So that's three. We can fit one more. I can't. Uh, is that an I can't, I can't fight. not be here for this. Oh I don't my have God. the game. It, okay, I don't have I mean, it either. I'm going to buy it just for this. It's, it's like 10 or 20 bucks on, on Steam. Yeah. It's awesome. Now, I should preface and that it'll probably be a couple weeks because I'm super booked until like August. Rook, but I have a few things right going on this show. month, do you? Let's do it. I'm gonna we have like one or two things happening. Yeah. We will get something in the books happen. for when we're going to do this. I'm so excited. I love right everything now. about this. This is great. I'm excited too. I didn't think that this show would get any better. We've already had amazing guests and now... Now this, yes, this, good is, this is going to be a good big. face you made. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited right now. Oh my god! <sighs> All right, I'm sorry, you know, now you can actually do your true outro. I just felt like it was very important. <laughs> I, I, that I'm we, so you know, sidetracked now. I just this is going to be fantastic. If mm -hmm. I say it here, I can't back out. Yeah, so. it's true. It's true. The chat is into it. By the way, you right. are on the hook. Oh yeah. boy. Oh, I just wish oh, work wasn't so insane for me. I would love to. That's the reason. You know, I've been more quiet than usual. Catch, you'll be able to catch the bots. You'll be able to I know, catch exactly. the bots. I can't wait to watch it. I wish I could participate. Maybe but, I'll get like Chad maybe. or someone. To, I'll tell you what. I'll try and get Chad to play along with us because I'll tell you, if there's anything that adds to the ghost hunting vibe, it is a very gay, sassy person. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listening, to, listening to Chad, like I'll just be like walking through the house like with my, uh, uh, you know, the spirit box going, where are you? Are you here? Give us a sign. And I'll just hear off in the distance from like upstairs. I'll just hear, where are you at, you sassy bitch? And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're just doing that. I mean, that's really the like new, new iteration of Ghostbusters that we need to be completely yes. honest. But that would have done way better. We'll keep waiting. We'll keep waiting. There were some vibes, but they just weren't as strong or as committed no. as they could have been. So, yeah. um, Aldino, I mean, hey, if you're able to make it work or, you know, if we decide to just steal yeah. you from okay. your workplace i mean <laughs> i mean look if you buy Please. that game it's not going anywhere unless it's haunted i, think I already have it probably. but i mean we can you know we can do multiple sessions that's true i would that's love true. To how many right. how many players is it i can just tell Four like times. rook's face he's just like oh my god what the hell have i gotten myself into i love that yeah, zen no 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 my face doesn't even matter zen's face is what matters the transformation for those of you who are listening in audio version we're over the last like three minutes zen's face has gone from like no, there's no way. No, 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 no. To so silent like, resignation. Mm, but maybe. I mean, Brooks, I think mm -hmm. Rook's scared of games like this too. So maybe. And we can, <laughs> and if Aldi, no, Fusion are there. And <laughs> you can just see it. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to hit you up after this and we'll, we'll get a date worked out. Mm -hmm. I do this. I'm, I'm difficult to scare because I don't like being scared. Yeah. So like, I'll probably just be like stone faced the whole time. Very, very I know I am I am a hot mess of a human being so I will I will oh, yeah. it's funny oh, yeah. because earlier Callie you were like yeah when I'm just playing games by myself I'm quiet <laughs> when I tell people on stream I'm like yeah there are certain things I'm not happy all the time but the one thing that is the truth 100% is that I am this mess of a human being always <laughs> so like if I am alone and I'm playing a game my partner will sometimes walk by and be like did you just like yell about how hot somebody was and I'm like <laughs> No. You're like, I did you see that tank top that he's wearing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I got the romance line that I wanted. I just feel that's, good that's, about that's it. That's Rook's pillars. Like, She's got butts, uh, birds, yeah. and uh, butts, uh, birds. tank tops. Step on me, energy, tank tops. Tank tops Those yeah. are my, they really matter to me. And the principles the, the, the that tank tops, my life. The tank <laughs> yeah. tops and the step on me, it's actually Dora. one pillar yeah. with the tank top and then like the one mm -hmm. foot with just like a big heel on it. Yeah. 
I scream a lot, so I'll try to stay away from the mic for that, and I cry uh. at a moment's notice. So please look <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> This is going to be wonderful. I can't. I can't wait for this. This is going to be so good. Uh, and that's those are one of those tangents that we talked about earlier. Yeah, totally. So there you go. That'll happen. We'll uh, we'll 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 make sure we'll we'll tweet that out when 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 we mm. figure out that that's going to happen for you guys. Uh, oh, speaking yeah. of the tweets, if you want, you can email us gamer escape. Uh, sorry, Aetherate Radio at gamerescape.com. You can tweet at us at Aetherate Radio. We have a Discord, discord.gg slash gamerescape. You can talk to us. We have an Aetherate Radio channel on there. You can talk to us about the podcast. We have a lore channel where you talk about 14 lore, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Also, of course, uh, you can reach us uh, on Twitter and Facebook at gamerescape. Callie, again, thank you so much for joining us. And again, uh, thank you to Shen and Crystal for joining us in the first half. This has been a big episode. I switch out guests once and now it's a thing. Yep. So forever you, more. Forever. You have established forever. it. Forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> ever, ever. Uh, forever. That's going to do it. Again, uh, we are taking next week off, but LunarCon is happening, so make sure to go and check yes. that yeah, go do out. That. Um, and uh, we will be back uh, presumably the following week. So we will see you then, and I hope you all have uh, a great rest of your weekend. Bye. Goodbye.